Do you like Imagine Dragons? Well, imagine dragging yourself over to patreon.com slash bmfcast where you can get bonus podcasts from us, your friends at the Bad Movie Fiends. Check it out. Patreon.com slash bmfcast. This week on the BAMFCAST, Grimton Coco, Grimton Mint, Vodka, Lit on Fire, Run Like Hell. One star, we're Jim. All right, welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, BAMFCAST. This episode's like a computer. It's episode 486. 486. Nice. Oh, supercharged. <laughs> Nintendo 486. It's got the math coprocessor and everything. Ooh, turbo button? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And we're Mackie-less again. Mm-hmm. But we are not me-less. I am here this week, finally. Are, yeah. We're getting back to full strength. But regardless, <laughs> what we do each and every episode of this year Bamcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. And we come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then they get ratings. Good, bad movies. Enjoyable, bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. Indeed. However, there are bad, bad movies and stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags and giant bags of trash. Boo. Ew, boo. Gross. Sack them up. Throw them out. Icky. Yep. So. So. We are in Rock Rocktober. Rocktober. Or Rocktober, if you prefer, because it's Rocktober 2. Um... And, uh, October to remember. Let's see. What have we done so far? We did a rock movie. We with did the, the rock. We did Journey we did, Two. Then we did uh, Karate Rock. Yeah, you and I enjoyed yes. some Karate Rock. How was Karate Rock? A split you, decision on Karate Rock. Okay, you would have hated. Yeah, you would have. You would have been very angry. Great. Yeah. I will watch it this week then. <laughs> okay, um, so but this we're... week we have returned to a different kind of rock. A one Miss Cynthia Rothrock. Right. In Martial Law Two. Undercover from 19, 1991. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Do you want a really bad plot summary? Because you always Please. make me read them. <laughs> yes. Okay. You're under contract. Oh, I am. Oh, shit. And under duress. Okay. Sean and Billy are undercover cops and martial arts masters. Investigating the death of a cop, they uncover a deadly ring of murder and corruption at a glitzy nightclub where the rich are entertained by seductive women and protected by martial arts experts. Billy goes undercover to infiltrate the crime ring, leading to an explosive finale. That's a nice description for a movie. Like, if I read that, I'd be like, I'd watch that. Ah, yeah, and I'd it, watch that. It, it might that be why pretty good. we did watch <laughs> Or we were just like, hey, we need a Cynthia Rothrock movie, and sure. we watched the first one, right. so here's another. And this one had um, a strong-ish supporting cast. It has a cast mm-hmm. of, of some Bamfcast alums. Yeah. Do you have that? I do. Oh, okay. Um, I have it right here. Uh, first of all, the writer of Martial Law has returned to mm. pen Martial Law 2. So the expert in this subject matter, he's got he's Martial a, he's Law. He's a SME. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it also has, as we said, Cynthia Rothrock, who was in Undefeatable, Honor and Glory, China O'Brien, Martial Law, Fast Getaway, and Irresistible Force. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, woo. Yeah, woo. Uh, Jeff Wincott has replaced Chad McQueen. Mm-hmm. He is playing the same character. He is, but he has replaced Chad McQueen. Chad McQueen took the year of 1991 off. He <laughs> has nothing going on that year, 
So uh, Chad McQueen might have had some personal problems. Hmm. But uh, Jeff Wincott was in Mission of Justice, which in some circles is also known as Martial Law 3. Oh, but okay. it's not. <laughs> All right. Uh, he was also in the extra movies Universal Soldier 2 and Universal Soldier 3. Yep. Those were wonderful motion pictures. They were real bad. I'm sorry. Let me say that like Burt Reynolds <laughs> would say. Hi, those were wonderful motion pictures. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Billy Drago is in this. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Yes. He was in Invasion USA and Convict 762. Oh, that memorable joint. That was a hot banger of a movie. And the extra movie, Delta Force 2. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Evan Lurie, who we know from Hologram Man. He, is, also, for, he is forever Hologram Man. And also T-Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is in this. We will talk more about him in a minute. Okay. Uh, also, one of the many, many roles for James Liu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to read all these. Yeah. It's obscene. But... Well, we figured out another one, only because I recognized her. Right, uh, The yes. lady who plays Brie in this, whose yeah. name is Sherry Rose, mm-hmm. uh, was in uh, Maximum Force. Yeah. She's been in a couple other Bamcast movies in smaller roles, but that was like... That was that uh, she was, Sam, Sam Jones one where yeah. they're basically like go in the John, warehouse. John Saxon recruits yeah. them and they each have special skills, none of which mean dick all at the right. end. <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, remember who the, the other guy was. Uh, he was like, I don't know, Abe Vigoda. But no, he was like some <laughs> dude from like a sitcom or some shit. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. But he was like, I use like the remote control car guy. Right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. She was also in King of the Kickboxers. Yes. A five jocks movie. Mm-hmm. So Anyway. Yeah. So, you know. There's some people. In I, I saw that the bad guy from Hologram Man was in this, and I was like, oh, shit, we need to do that. Yeah, we should probably just wrap up the rest of his filmography. He did not make very many movies. No, he didn't. I think and, he has a total of 11. Yeah. So. 14, according to IMDb. Okay, 14. But yeah. Sorry. But uh, yeah, look at the trivia for him. You know what he's doing these days? What? He owns an art gallery in, like, Ohio. What? Which totally seems like it fits that guy. <laughs> I just I would have, like, <laughs> this here is an impressionist <laughs> painting. Hey. You want to buy it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'd buy a painting from Hologram Man. (laughs) This over here is a hologram, comma, man. Maybe he sells holograms. (laughs) He might. I didn't say what kind of art. Yeah. Yeah. So named after him. It's like the Evan Lurie something fine fine art gallery or something. Whatever, man. Good for him. Anyway, martial law too. Um, Yep. I gotta it be honest. Just I the don't, Evan Lurie Gallery. I, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't really remember what happened in Martial Law the first. Uh, the only thing I remember is that it was about trying to stop David Carradine, who was a weirdo, and I think they stopped him with the weird death touch thing. Okay. That he also then used in Kill Bill. Mm. So. Okay. That's pretty much the only thing I remember. The the our criticism of that movie I remember is that. It treated Cynthia Rothrock like a second banana, mm-hmm. and that was unfair to her. To Chad McQueen, who was just like, hey, Chad McQueen um, was okay, I'm but here it's like to fight or something. Just, he was just a big red-faced sweaty guy in that, you know. And it was just like, are you okay, sir? <laughs> um, no, was the answer. Yeah, this one's not any fairer to Cynthia Rothrock. It's, she's well, it's more fair. I, she's got more to do, but she's also not treated well. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, she's still kind of like, hey, you know, you're not the main star of this. Yeah. You get second billing, so therefore just disappear for lar- large swaths of the movie. Yeah, so because Jeff Wincott's got stuff to do. But this starts in a in a park, and she's one of the first people we see. She's at work in like a hot dog cart or something. Mm-hmm. She's undercover. Yeah. Um, and, she's uh, hot dogging. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
and a van pulls up and stops and some dudes get out and then some bikers show up and they park and they get out and off and it just turns like it turns out to be a police bust because they're there to like yeah, buy it's, guns it's from a, this van we gun deduce van. it's a it's a gun van mm-hmm. you can't see what's in the box well he is describing that there's uzis and yeah other guns yeah the van is oozing get out <laughs> <laughs> but jeff wincott is is pr- pretending to be a homeless man and he just kind of throws himself at the van like oh you guys got change and they threaten to beat him up and then it's it's uh karate time it is it is karate they time. all do karate and uh cynthia rothrock throws a hot dog at somebody yeah that's how she starts her fight <laughs> who throws a hot dog <laughs> now i'm curious because like not remembering much about the first one mm-hmm. was that also a movie where Someone throws a hot dog? Possibly, but uh, kind of like, I mean, I would say this is like sort of like a Jackie Chan movie where it takes 50 punches to actually take somebody down. It takes a lot of hits to, for someone to even feel it, mm-hmm. and it's one of those movies where someone will get hit in the same spot 13 times in a row. Right. And my God, that is the most entertaining thing in this movie. Yeah. When someone I just, just I mean, gets punched in the face repeatedly. Yeah, it, just, <laughs> it, it starts here and doesn't really stop yeah. in this fight, you know, so Cynthia Rothrock throws a hot dog. <laughs> and go then, on then starts you know <laughs> spin kicking everybody yes um but yeah this is where they start the just you know literally just pummeling people mercilessly yeah um most importantly in the crotch in <laughs> yeah, the crotchal region yeah there is a lot of dick punching going on in this one <laughs> and dick kicking dick kicking and dick yeah. hitting with sticks yep Dick sticking, <laughs> yeah. Dick sticking, dick kicking, and <laughs> dick sticking is usually a different thing. Usually, yeah. I will say so. I think the episode title for the first martial law is one of my favorite things because it's "Don't get hit with a bat in the groin." <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, there were some people getting hit with a bat in the groin in that movie. Sure. And this kind of continues the tradition, except it's just with feet and fists. Mm-hmm. If you if you have a crotch that is exposed, you will get punched or kicked in it. It's just going to happen. Some people just yep. get their crotches fucking mutilated. <laughs> battered crotch syndrome after this movie mm-hmm. yeah so yeah this establishes right away it's going to be one of those things where a punch will not take someone down 14 punches might affect them slightly yeah but they they do their job mm-hmm. um i this is what i still don't understand because their cops doing a bust mm-hmm. and then shortly after this jeff wincott is promoted to detective mm-hmm. you know he's called into the chief's office or whatever and it's just like we got to talk and he's like oh something's coming and he's like yeah here you've been promoted to detective you're on the force yeah you're a very tight cannon now get <laughs> please get into my office <laughs> i don't know yes here's an extra gun and badge Good work. just for you you get results and i yeah. will let you continue to be a cop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but yeah so the orthodox is just like well you know good job making detective i guess i'll just go back to being a normal cop and who's about to go on vacation? Well, like the next thing we see, she's tending bar. Yeah, it's a cop. It's a cop bar down to even the bartender is a cop. Yeah, and we're like, what is she doing? Why are they making her do all this? Yeah, but they're having like a mild celebration for him making detective, I guess, or maybe yeah. they just, all the cops were just at the bar anyway. I, mean, I believe or, yeah. probably the latter. Um, they were just like, hey, you got promoted. But this is just you know dangling a little bit of like, hey, she knows how to tend bar. I suppose. Yes, yeah. that it's, is. It's dangling that little tidbit about her character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're very shortly after he's he's a detective and he goes to his new job and they send him to corruption detective precinct mm-hmm. where it's just everybody is corrupt. That's just that's that's just it. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, Billy Drago's the the captain. Yeah. This other dude is who's also shady and wearing a duster. That should it should be noted. Jeff Wincott is wearing a duster mm-hmm. almost this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Like occasionally he will lose the duster to put on like a a fighting gi or something like that, but it's like otherwise he's pretty much wearing a, a duster and usually has the sleeves pushed up Miami Vice style. Yeah. Which looks real dumb with a duster. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record. If you ever get, and a, it's not even like a a nice western duster. No. It's just like a the fabric and everything. The fabric and the cut is like a just a really long sport coat. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. But like the the main 1991 bad, was yeah bad for fashion sometimes. The the main crooked cop who also has a duster. His is a leather duster. Yeah. Yes. His. Well, is that's because he's dirty. He can afford the yeah. leather yeah. dusters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah. It's just it's meet all these guys and also hey, run into a guy you went to the academy with. It's like oh hey, it's you. And, and it's like oh he's gonna show. All right, you know each other. Fine, he can show you around the precinct. Yeah, and like four times this guy's like hey, can I tell you something? And and Jeff Wincott's like yeah, and he's like I'll tell you tomorrow. It's okay. It's cool. Never mind. He's like you sure? He's like well, he's, but he is ask, <laughs> like Jeff Wincott's asking him about him. Like hey, how's it going? And he's yeah. like yeah, you know I quit drinking and my wife is doing great. I've got two kids. I think he said at one point in time. Sure. We never saw the kids, but Ew. you know. But it's like, yeah, it's great. I quit my drinking and got my shit together. And he's like, that's great, man. Yeah. I made detective. All right, cool. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I got to I gotta go. There's a thing I got to do. I got to do cop Can stuff. Can you do the rest of the tour yourself? And he's like, yeah, that's how tours work. Yep. Sure. Yeah, I'll just look around and then <laughs> I like, guess just oh, decide where I sit. I mean, I guess I've been a cop before, so that's probably where they keep the evidence. And yeah. over there's a lockup. Yeah, okay. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Standard cop things. And then elsewhere, we meet Spencer, who's the main bad guy. As he's being interviewed by some news lady mm-hmm. who's just doing a feature piece on, oh, businessman, Spencer, whatever the fuck. And yeah, this is where we meet Christopher Reeve. <laughs> <laughs> he is very Christopher Reeve-ish. Uh, yeah, but they're just at his house like, wow, you're rich and you have businesses. That's great. Anyway, mm-hmm. coming up next on the news. Um, and then this is where we see Evan Laurie for the first time. Mm-hmm. He's just lurking around in the background. He's yeah. obviously this dude's henchman. Yep. And so is What's-Her-Face, the other lady I yeah. mentioned. And then they go to this club, which turns out to be the Club Syntax. Mm-hmm. Club Syntax. And there's just some there's just some mild menacing going on, but it's hard to tell, really. I don't... Like, they, they introduce him like they're doing some piece. You know, like, oh, he's like a... A twenty-four-year-old multimillionaire. How did you do it? You yeah, know, the support of my dad and stuff. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This I is, inherited it. This, yeah, this is the fucking great. It's like, oh well, you know, it takes hard work, perseverance, lots of sacrifices, blah 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 blah. And of course, the support of my millionaire father. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah. his dad comes in. And he's like straight-laced white guy. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's the whole like, oh, I'm so successful on my own, uh, but I got a loan for a. Uh, Twenty-five million dollars from my father to get, and all I turned success. it into twenty-five and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I sure figured. I thought that was going to be more of a thing, like him and his dad. But you never yeah. see his dad again. No, it's just like they're for some reason they're doing a piece on him for whatever like Inside Edition bullshit. To, yeah, but yeah, and it's just like okay, so I guess he's known for richness. Yep, because he owns this club, and the, this club is just some kind of weird front where he has. I guess, like, the traditional version of escorts, like, not the actual prostitute, you know, like, euphemism. I mean, they literally just, like, go around the bar and make conversation. Yeah. They are companions. Yeah. Well, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's like, you know, 
escorts, the true definition is more like, hey, do you want to hire someone to go to this party so you don't look like a fucking loser? Right. You yes. know, not you know, sex is not guaranteed. Like, it's just yeah. like that, you know, for, to get around laws, it's like escorts became the thing you put in the paper. It's like, well, that's not illegal. Yeah. But yeah, it's, but it's yeah, they, kind of a kind of a weird because yeah. he's just got it ladies. is implied that they that they do sometimes sex these people for information. Right. So. Yeah. And he's just he's just got him around this club and he's like, he'll just kind of direct him like, hey, go talk to this people and whatever you glean from the conversation. Yeah. Bring it to me. Yeah. And at first they're, they're pulling this one lady away from this one dude. And mm-hmm. the dude's like, hey, man. And they're like, no, your drinks are around the house. and Get out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I will not. And so he's just like, much obliged. And we <laughs> never see that dude again. No, they kick that man's ass out of the building. Do they? Yeah. This first guy is, is he's just like, because the bartender's like, hey, man, that's Spencer. What's his nuts? Leave him alone. And he's like, yeah, I well, thought he just like when he said drinks around the house, they were just no, like, let they, him go. They, this is when like all this is like when Evan Lurie is the first one to start fighting. And okay. then the girl roundhouse kicks him out the door. Yeah, no, that was Jeff Wincott when he went in the bar. This this dude was just like oh drinks out of the house cool oh good good on you like they were just like this guy's the owner like, You're right yeah I'm, and I'm he was just like whatever conflating but those two scenes anyway his friend from the academy of course I thought you know he you know this was a dirty co- he was being so shifty yeah. that I was like this is a dirty cop situation and he doesn't want to let him in on his first day here yeah but no like, I'll let you set up your desk and then <laughs> he's actually for whatever dumb reason is following the dirty cops mm-hmm. instead of like calling internal affairs or whatever but he's following the sergeant dude. Who was the leather duster guy? Yeah. to a meet with this with uh you know Christopher Reeve. I don't know some meet under an overpass yeah. just to do and, something. And then of course they find him and you know, long story short, they kill him. They put him in a car. They they get him drunk. Like when they're loading, they beat the shit out of him first. They beat the living fuck Man, out of him. Do they? And, then, and, then, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like they're pinballing him around between them. But it's just like we're all gonna get a couple hits on this dude. Yeah, and then. They put him in. They obviously got him drunk because they're putting him in the car. He's like, "I'm in, man. Whatever, whatever you want to do, just don't kill me." And they're like, "Yeah, whatever." And dude breaks his neck and then like pushes his car over a cliff yes. or a ravine or whatever. They pour a bunch of liquor in his mouth. Yep. He had and he had said to dude whose name I'm going to forget forever because mm-hmm. he doesn't matter. Sean. 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 Seanson. Sean Shaughnessy. Sean Seanson. Mm-hmm. Um. He had said, uh, oh, man, I'm, I'm doing great. Life is good. I'm finally off the sauce. My wife came back. My dog <laughs> showed up and my trailer got blown back into mm-hmm. uh, the trailer park by a rogue tornado or whatever. Um, That's the anti-rogue tornado. That's like a... a- a sweet tornado, <laughs> a human tornado. I was going to say like, you know, like a, a, hum- a, humane, a humane tornado. tornado. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the humane tornado. <laughs> So yeah, I put humane, your trailer back. Humane tornado brings his trailer back, but I, I dolomite put it back. <laughs> he doled out a mighty sweet thing. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm fucking yeah. off the rails now. Uh-huh. But yeah, he had he had told Sean Johnson this, and uh, so Sean Johnson shows up to the uh, crash scene. Is like, no, he wouldn't. He had told me he's off the sauce. And I believed him. And I believed him. And Dobbs is like, no, nah, he was a major fuck up. Don't just don't yeah. you worry. It was time. He's, it, it, yeah. Came back and got him. But he, he does go down to the car. Like they've already fished his body out and they're carrying him off. You know, and like so he goes out of the car and finds a matchbook like stuck in the seat for club syntax. So mm-hmm. that's his lead. Yep. And he doesn't of course doesn't tell anybody because so, there's something going on here. Two things about this. One uh-huh. so every detective story currently is fucking broken because there are no more matchbooks <laughs> matchbooks are the fucking clue right. in everything and now they don't exist two 
there are at least two, maybe three plausible explanations throughout this movie of people disappearing. And the cops are just like the, the two main cops are just basically like, no way. There's no way that's the case. And it's like, yeah, but it's pretty plausible. Like, it's really plausible. And they're like, Mm-mm, no cop hunch. No way. Well, yeah, you gotta go with <laughs> your gut, man. What's the other one? Are you talking about what's her face when she disappears? Yeah, when she disappears. And Rob just, oh, no, she caught that one. There, that was set up, and we'll get there. Okay. We'll, let's just get there naturally. Right. But that was actually semi-clever for oh. this very dumb, cliched movie. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so now he's like, oh, my, my quasi-friend is dead. I don't believe the story. I'm going to investigate. Mm-hmm. So he, this is where he goes to Club Syntax and just orders a beer, and he's like, hey, did you ever see my friend? Like, yeah. he's about, and that's, uh, you know, Hologram Man comes over and is like, hey, this is a very private place, our 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 customers private, you know, value their privacy. Yeah. We're not talking to you. You need to leave. Get and that's the hell where, out. And that's when he's just like, I got to finish my beer. And he's like, no, you don't. You're done. Get out. Mm-hmm. And that's when they, they kick his ass out the bar basically. Right. And he gets picked up by Dobbs. Who's the, the crooked sergeant and another like street cop. Yeah. And they're just like, let him go. And of course he gets yelled at for even going there. Like, what the hell? This isn't a case. So Billy, I was investigating. Yeah. Billy Drago's, death. Like, yeah. Billy Drago's like, not a case. Leave it alone. Do it he again. was a drunk idiot. Yeah, you're, you're, Stop l- it. you're lucky that we didn't, you know, no charges were pressed. Like, just get out of my face. Right. So this begins his vigilante justice against this place because he in- f- soon enlists Cynthia Rothrock to like, it's like, oh, yeah, she's in this movie. Yeah, they, they meet up eventually and she and she's just like, yeah, I'm going on vacation. He's like, want to do me a favor and stake this place out? And she's like, I'm on it. Okay, because so, so. I'm not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so she straight up gets a job as a bartender at this place. Yep. Eh? From earlier, it's set up she now to 10 mm-hmm. bar. Yeah. Huh? So yep. clever. Good job, screenwriter. <laughs> the guy asks her to, you know, how to make cocktails. how to make a bunch of drinks. And the last one he asks her is the Cookie Monster, cookie the monster. recipe which you received in the intro to this very podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not a cookie monster. I don't know what the fuck it is. You should probably not drink it. But that's not a cookie monster. There's not really a. a they made monster. it up. Yeah, they made it up. What? Yeah, it's closer to a grasshopper because it's got creme oh. de cacao and creme de menthe. Maybe it's a cacao. West Coast thing. I looked on the internet, Wait, Chuck. They had a drink named Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's a classic I, joke. Come on. Yeah. So <laughs> they they quiz her on drinks and then Evan Lurie comes around and is just like, hey, what the hell is going on? And the bartender's like, oh, just auditioning this bartender. And Evan Lurie's like, oh, yeah, where you worked. And she's like around and he's like, cool, you're hired. Well, well, he goes like, he's like mostly downtown. Nowhere, nowhere this nice. She's like, now, if you need references, I get he's like, that won't be necessary. It's like you were the dumbest, dumbest criminal enterprise I've ever seen. You're running this like. <laughs> There's an underground fight club here, and oh, yeah. there's all sorts of shady shit. Yeah, yeah, we're about to get to that, because we've established... All right, you so, just let anybody in. So they, yeah. have, they have, like, a, a main lady. The other the other um, clue that they had in this was um, Jeff Wincott, before he enlisted Cynthia Rothrock, he, 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 he did a little bit more uh, searching on, like, his past arrest, because he, you know, they had the funeral, and he talked with his, his ex... His, uh, friend's ex-wife yeah and she was like yeah he was real nervous about like you know that they were double checking all of his work at you know mm-hmm. uh, you know and but he wasn't drinking he, I he swear. wasn't drinking yeah he was just very nervous these last few weeks before he got killed mm-hmm. and so he goes and pulls up like some of his old cases He's like oh hey look someone got arrested at club syntax it's tiffany something or others whatever doesn't matter yep 
Daniels? Tiffany Michaels. Michaels? Okay, sure. Um, and is and is she, that's he gives that name to Cynthia Rothrock before she goes to work at the yeah. bar. And of course, like literally the first person she meets the first night, she's like, "Lady sits down and is like, hey, you're new here, right?'" And she's like, "Anyway, my name is Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany Michaels." Yeah. And it's like, "Well, that was easy. Good job investigating." Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they kind of become friends, and she's like the main person we're seeing who's like. I don't know if you want to call it grifting or whatever, you know, just like going from place to place and pretending to have a good time and getting information. But yeah. she also was like over this too. Like, yeah, she's, she's done her, t- her tour. She's probably would like to not be doing this anymore, right. but yeah. what else are you going to do? Yep. So, uh, we saw her earlier because like there was a famous sports promoter that came into the club mm-hmm. and then he pops up again and they're like, Hey, we got something that you're thinking you're going to like. Come with us to the back. Check this shit out. And yeah, they have a fucking fight club in the back because of course they do. Of course they do. It's um, LA. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's just like... Every uh, nightclub uh, has a secret like, fight club. So um, the bad dude, whatever the fuck his name is, I don't... Spencer. Spencer, yeah. Spencer is, is like, hey, I was thinking about getting in a sports promotion too, but I was thinking about a little bit of a head start. Like, you know, maybe you sell me your company. He's, the guy's like, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, tell you what, my guy takes on your guy. If he wins, I buy your company for ten million, and mm-hmm. he's like, "That's half what it's worth." And he's like, "Yeah, but if you win, you you can have my club." And he's like, "You're on." Yeah, and then then eventually he's like, he's like, "That guy know. is stupid." He's like, Some... I don't, "He's like, I don't know." And he's like, "Well, what about your against your men?" And he's mm-hmm. like, two on one." Okay, let's do this. Yeah, man, never take that bet. Listen, Listen. everyone <laughs> involved in this bet is stupid. I know everyone. I know. <laughs> I know, but when somebody offers you that bet, they're like, my one guy against your two guys yeah. for your anything at an extremely low value or for free or right. like evens. Mm-hmm. Don't take that fucking bet. You're no. being had. If you take that bet, you've had a gambling problem for a while and you should seek help. Mm-hmm. You are the Michael Jordan of whatever <laughs> you're doing. And I don't mean basketball michael jordan right. i mean bad bets michael jordan oh i thought you meant like golf yeah i don't know he's all right i guess Base, i mean baseball I mean, michael jordan <laughs> <laughs> no michael uh, michael jordan was better at baseball than he was at betting oh okay all right that, or, yeah. at not betting mm-hmm. jesus yeah but anyway yeah of course this guy's dudes lose and they they do. they do a pretty good job like they sure. they kick a little ass but but yeah eventually like one of the dudes is like i I'm angry that I lost, so he breaks a bottle and then gets beat to death for his troubles. Mm. He does, yeah. yeah. He, he dies. Yeah, um, that boxing man was, was murdered. Yep. And okay, so this is why it's dumb on the other part because mm-hmm. he's like, so the the promoter on his way out is like, fine, you've got a week to give me the $10 million. Let's go. And then Evan Lurie is like to Spencer, he says, Okay, boss, where the hell are you going to get ten million dollars? And the guy's like, "Yeah, I that's know." The, that's the other stupid part yeah, of this like, fucking bet. You didn't have ten million dollars. Exactly. That's what doesn't make sense. Like, why did you? You were so fucking confident about this, and then you're like, "All right, now we've got to come up with ten million dollars." Like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of dumb. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, that becomes the crux of the rest of this movie. Is he's got to get the ten million dollars and. In a, within a week yeah. to buy this dude's sports promotion business right. while Jeff Wincott's chasing, you know, hot on their heels and Cynthia Rothrock's working on the inside. Uh-huh. And yeah. shortly thereafter, like, you know, she, she befriends Tiffany and like 
Tiffany is being, uh, they go shopping at one point in time. Tiffany gets harangued by some guys at the bar. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you come with me. You're pretty. And she's like, hey, she doesn't want to go with you. And kind of like grabs this dude, like picks this dude up by his, like his balls. Yes. Like from behind. Just yes. basically is like puppets him and is like, say you're sorry. He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, like, and, yep. and then yeah. that dude, like apparently went and got two of his friends, yeah, went and got some of his friends and then just waited outside for them to leave. Mm-hmm. And then of course, like tried to start some shit. And Cynthia Rothbard's like, yeah. I, I, I love that. Like there, there's, there's two distinct moments in this movie I mean, the, the, you know, she accosts the guy in the bar. That's kind of to be ex- expected that there's some assholes that are drunk. But yeah. there, we didn't even mention there's a scene before she goes on vacation where just three random toughs try to, like, uh, accost her in a, like a mall parking garage, yeah. you know, and get their asses kicked. And, like, seriously get their asses kicked. Like, dudes get thrown, like, they end up, like, fighting about, like, half a flight up of, like, these stairs. Mm-hmm. And dudes get tossed over the rails, like, multiple times. I'm like, pretty sure at least two of the three dudes yeah. are dead. <laughs> yeah but that's just like a hey you know i guess she she needs to kick some more ass in this movie kind of scene but yeah um i believe it's you know in the second fight is where we get the uh the patented scorpion kick mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was like the the, the bar alley brawl or did she do that earlier it, no it, it happens when she's fighting these three dudes yeah, yeah that's yeah that's correct yeah but yeah. she kicks their ass and like it comes down to like she's got a baseball bat that someone tried to brandish from the car mm-hmm. and is like just whipping it around like a badass and the guy who is the dickhead in the bar reaches in his car and pulls out the club if you remember that if yeah. you're a, a, a person of a certain age that uh-huh. was the the anti-theft device the club yeah. for your car yep well he pulls that out first yeah. while she's w- just walking menacingly with the bat mm-hmm. right. then she does the whip the bat around like a badass mm-hmm. and he's like nope nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throws right. the club yeah and runs away yes yep but then, then but those men's also got hit in the groin a lot <laughs> several times throughout oh, yeah. this. <laughs> but um, Spencer's lady Bree saw this and mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, she can fight." And so, like the very next day, Spencer's like, "She's like, oh yeah, I had some trouble in the bar." And he's like, "I heard about that. Uh, so you can take care of yourself. How would you uh, like a promotion? You know, you don't want to be tending bar without your skills." And then it's just like this. Also, doesn't make any. No, it sense. doesn't. It's just like <laughs> oh, I need. This to, is I, need the stupidest. I, I need some more muscle. And she's like you in. She's like sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now she's she's bartender more, slash muscle when they need her. She's more. Was that Evan Lurie again, or was that the other dude? No, Spencer himself came yeah, in. Yeah, Spencer. Yeah. yeah, so fucking dumb. Like, yeah, I mean, this this lady's been working there maybe three a days. Week. Yeah. yeah, I'm giving a week in the most. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, she was supposed to be on vacation. Hmm. Oh yeah. It seems like the time between when she starts vacation and when the movie ends is like mm-hmm. sixty months. Yeah. Uh, but but. but Tiffany, when when they were talking, so this is this is the 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 mildly clever for a completely generic script bit. Okay, is when they are bonding, she's like, you know, why don't you just get out of here? Why don't you like leave all this bullshit behind? You obviously don't want to be doing this anymore. She's like, why don't you just go home to your parents? And she's like, my parents are dead. You know, mm-hmm. and she has orphan vision. She, yeah, she has orphan vision, <laughs> and she's like, it doesn't really matter. I'm dating someone really powerful, and you know, I, I, he'll take me away from all of this. Uh huh. Well, that someone powerful is Billy Drago, who of yeah. course is dirty because if you see a movie of Billy Drago at some point he had to play a hero just once in a movie somewhere I have seen a movie where he played the okay guy, good so. I mean at least maybe not a hero but at least a good guy yes every every good guy eventually plays a villain and every villain must eventually play a good guy right but so the people can go wait a minute you're the bad guy what are yeah. you doing as the good guy right but yeah of course he's a d- dirty cop too and that's who she was dating yeah um, and this all comes around when like things have progressed like you know Dude is like tried to get his money and like tried to do other things. There, there was a whole subplot where 
the um, the arms dealer from the beginning like gets back into the fray where they're like I guess he knows Tiffany in some way the 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 yeah escort so, lady yeah okay so that guy is some sort of arms slash drug dealer right and what Spencer wants to have happen is that he wants Billy Drago to bust this guy and then so they can steal the cash from the deal from yeah from the they, they want to let they want to let the deal go through and then bust him so that they can steal the cash that he can then use to pay the guy for his sports promotion mm-hmm. business that's that's the basic plan but he's also like getting more and more of a murder broner for jeff wincott throughout this because like he's lurking around kind of like sort of investigating this and like their first attempt to take him out i think is it is it is it the guys go to his his uh, the dojo, bar is the, first the bar the the biker bar is first yeah so he gets an anonymous tip like oh, I have information on your your academy buddy who got murdered it's like meet me here he's like well why don't you give me a little bit he's like you have to meet me in person bye click and of course like a dumbass he rolls up to this biker bar uh-huh. and it's just like hey I'm looking for Curly or whatever the fuck the dude's name is and Curly so, is a way better name than what I don't know what it was, it was but it's just like of course he just gets like you know cracked in the back oh immediately dudes are just yeah. like hey it's on biker yeah. fight but they just they fight him one at a time basically yeah. so he just like whips their ass with you know with a pool cue hucks a pool ball at somebody's head oh my head. god that was the like the second to last thing that happened i think he just he's rolling across the pool table snatches the two ball off it off it and the next scene is him fast pitching it into a dude's face mm-hmm. and that guy would not have a face anymore no it shattered like that is but he's also fighting one dude who he raises over his head and just breaks his back on a beam that's mm-hmm. supporting the ceiling. There was a guy before that that he picked Literally up and then gave him a fucking backbreaker. Yeah. Good yeah. job, Jeff. He, he, just, he is just spinning around. Like, all the bikers are coming at him, and he's just spinning around, kicking them all in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but, but you know, he... he survives and wins and gets away and yeah um but and like you know, he just basically has a conversation with yeah, Cynthia Rothrock like yeah so so the, the 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 degradation of this is that like they're they've got this dumb plan to buy this sports promotion thing and mm-hmm. I guess make money off of it or, or whatever their plan is they're but, gonna like, run a bigger underground fight club sure yeah. but he doesn't have the money for it so like he's he's trying to get this plan in motion you know uh menacing the guy like they break this dude's arm to basically like have him you know tell him where the next thing is so they can set up the bust right and all of that but and billy drago doesn't want to do this no he's, he's just he's, like i'm done with your yeah bullshit. he's, he's kind of like i'm i'm out like you know this is this good. is too big we'll get caught you, you basically like literally want me to murder a cop like yeah. not not just like frame an accident or whatever like you actually want me to murder the cop because the other thing was is like he sent um james Liu and company to his karate dojo place his workout gym mm-hmm. and they tried to beat him up there too and that of course didn't work this is great, though, because they just appear behind him, mm-hmm. and one of them is like, I'd like a workout. And then they just immediately start, like, Jeff Wincott is just like, fight time. Well, he says like <laughs> something like, how about a workout? And the yeah. guy's like, why the hell not? Punch. You know, like, Jeff Wincott's just like, why the hell not? Punch. And then just yeah. begins this battle. Of There's no, like, okay, well, here's our price list. And you know, it's just immediately just, like, fight time. Yeah. And but so, like, that's the crazy thing is, like, uh, Spencer, like... He's trying to, you know, he's he's obviously got stress because he's trying to set up this dumb deal that he he had no business trying to set up. Mm-hmm. He's trying to kill Jeff Wincott. And also now he's like, I don't trust uh, Dobbs or whatever the middle guy is. He's like, he, he's fucked up twice now in a row, like yeah. trying to get this guy killed. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, I just want them all dead. So mm-hmm. skip to the end. Like Cynthia Rothrock, it goes to 
the, the, the it's the night of the meeting, you know, the big meetup or whatever. Yep. Oh, oh, actually, I guess it's important to mention that they kill. Uh, they kill uh, what's her face? Um, Tiffany Tiffany Michaels. Tiffany Michaels. Yeah, so like Tiffany goes and has a weird sex scene with Billy Drago. Yeah, that's what um, you want. Drugs his drink before she mm-hmm. Billy Drago's him. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and starts to get sexy. We get our our only um, gratuitous expressions of freedom uh-huh. of the movie here. Um, but yes, th- this was the plan. It was like. Again, she's she's still doing Spencer's bidding, even though like at this point she's like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. And like so she yeah, she Billy Druggos him and he passes out and then they come in, of course, and then they're just like, You're not gonna hurt him, right? And they're like, No, this isn't for you. Because like dude's like gra- has a gun in his hand, is like grabbing a pillow, like doing the, the Godfather silencer mm-hmm. thing with it. And she's like, You said you were gonna hurt him. And they're like, It's not for him. Blam, and of course shoot him. Now her. The, her. her, her. Yes, yeah, shoot her. So Billy Drago wakes up and Tiffany's dead next to him yeah. and he's got the gun in his hand yep. and they're taking Polaroids. They're just standing there like, hey. <laughs> yeah. They're taking Polaroids of the whole thing and they're like, well, we got you now. Like, this evidence is going to come out if you ever say anything. Yeah. Um, and then we really don't see him again except I guess obviously he ordered the bus to go through even though he said he was out. So she's dead. The thing you were saying that like Cynthia Rothrock goes to the bar and is like, hey, has anyone seen Tiffany? And uh, Hologram Man's like... Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, she left this morning. She said she was going to go hang out with her parents. And she's like, oh, okay. cop sense. He's, All right. Her parents are dead. Right. You're making this shit up. Okay, she's I, dead. I forgot. Yep. That part. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Semi clever for a completely generic ass movie. But okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's where she was like, she calls Jeff Wentz. like, I think Tiffany's dead. Like something's going on. Okay. Um, so she still goes through is like, is going to act like muscle for this meat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but, it's so weird because so. Okay, first of all, they 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 do the bust, mm-hmm. which is just which you think this is how they're going to try to kill Jeff Wincott is like during the breach because like he's for whatever reason the detectives are not the SWAT team are like going in to <laughs> right. this you know and it's like that's not how things work your detectives yeah. are the smart guys the ones you want to keep alive yes. generally speaking so like <laughs> Jeff Wincott and the other Duster brother they are in charge of the evidence mm-hmm. so basically like they do the bust they get all the money they load it into the van and they're going to head back to the police station with the evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get pulled over yeah, by the I mean, bad guys. I mean, and- this this bus goes exactly pretty much according to plan. I yeah. mean, there is one point where um, crooked sergeant guy shoots the informant dude from earlier. And he's right. like, Spencer says hi. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a lot of just like, hey, we're done with you. Blam. And yeah. It's like, oh, all right, then. But like so. But you, like I said, you think this is like, oh, they're going to like while the firing firefight is happening. This is how they're going to kill Jeff Wincott. But no. It's just like the bus goes through. They load up all the money in the van, and yeah, they're they're taking it through some alley, which they've now planned to like and mm-hmm. pin them and steal the van. Yeah, and it's like okay, Jeff Wincott, we're gonna shoot you, and then one of them says, "Nope, change yeah. of plans." Yeah, and, we have different orders, and they kill the cop. Mm-hmm. Well, so Jeff Wincott's a cop too. But yes. They killed the sergeant. Yes. Jeff Wincott. <laughs> <laughs> they killed his duster brother. Right. His, yes. Yeah. The great album producers. Uh huh. And. uh yeah, so then they just basically drive the van over to the meetup. Mm-hmm. And so they have Cynthia Rothrock there, and they j- Spencer just tells her, we need you here to unload some boxes. And it's well, like, she's like, what are, what are we here for? It's like a meetup, and it's like, what are we meeting? And it's like, well, I'm conducting some business. What kind of business? A van's going to come here. There's going to be some boxes in it. I need you to take the boxes and put them in the car. Yeah. You don't need to ask any questions. She's like, okay. Yeah. And it's like, really? You needed her for that? Like, you found out she has skills, and you need her to do that? Karate skills I, to load things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's dumb. But uh, hey, 
wax the floor or the car and sand the floor and mm-hmm. pick the box up. I think it's paint it's the fence. Of, yeah, they, yeah. These things you do. But really, like it just, I, this just launches straight into. Okay, Wincott and Rothrock are now pissed, and they're gonna kill the bad guys. And they just kind of fight around this power plant, water treatment, whatever place this is. Well, all right. So before, all right. So they they stop the car long enough to kill the sergeant guy, mm-hmm. and then I think it's James Liu is going to take Jeff Wincott like to the meet, or, yeah. or he he was actually going to stop and kill him before. I don't understand. Like, if his orders were kill him, why didn't they just kill him when all the dudes were there? Right. But like, I'm pretty sure they stopped before they got to the meet with the van. Yeah, they did. And, he, and he did like a reversal thing with the shotgun. On him, that's right outside. That's that they've gotten there, and it's like, it, it, yeah. Uh, because like in, anyway, oh right. The, because when they the, pull like, up, like, he's like, got the shotgun yeah, to the dude's like, neck. Well, like like James Lewis driving, and yeah. Jeff Woodcock's like hiding behind the driver's seat right. with his shotgun in his head, and yeah. like gets out and does the hey, put your guns down, or I'm going to blow your guy's head off. And they're like, like we fucking care. We, we and so he's just like, oh oh, you don't care, and then just fucking. <laughs> Point blank shoots him in the head with yeah. a shotgun. Like it's Just, it's not an amazing special effect, but the best part about it is that <laughs> there is viscera on the muzzle of the shotgun for the rest of the scene. Yeah, mm, parts delicious. of dude head on the yeah. end of the shotgun and, and, and his clothes. Like yeah. it's like part of his clothes are hanging off of it too. But like he does that, and then like another dude tries to take the gun, and he does this move where he like flips it around behind him and pulls the trigger backwards yeah. and shoots the dude behind him. Yep. It's like all of a sudden he's like. He's got shotgun action skills, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much it. Then he's just he's kind of wildly firing the shotgun after that. I don't I don't know how many he has as many shots as he does, but um, anyway, he, he gets it kicked out of his hands at yeah, some point. Exactly. Eventually, the shotgun goes away. But then, um, yeah, well, and then it's just a series of like dude pops out of nowhere and they may or may not be a henchman you've ever seen before. Yeah, and they, they fight Jeff Wincott for a while. And you you think because they've been setting up besides being um his mildly attractive like lady person the the brie lady is also like shown like she can do a little martial arting you know just a little bit yeah, yeah. So, so it's like oh well you're obviously setting up a, a you know a, a competent lady to fight cynthia rothrock at the end except it's kind of weird because we're seeing jeff wincott like explode out of the out of the van and start you know chaosing this whole thing down below mm-hmm. and then you just see cynthia rothrock and her start fighting like up on the catwalk yeah they start a cat fight on the catwalk mm-hmm. and um <laughs> She does a little turns, spin kick turns on the catwalk. Yep. Um, but yeah, and it's just, it's kind of weird because it's like, it's over before the camera decides like, oh, maybe we should get up there and watch this because nine out of 10 of the, of the deaths and or defeats in this come at the hands of someone falling off a catwalk. Yes. Like she just kicks Brie over the catwalk. Well, and- she fights Brie for maybe less than a minute right exactly and, and knocks and it, her off and it feels like the camera is actually going up to like hey Cynthia Rothrock's fighting over here and yeah then, and then it's just it gets up there in time for her to kick Brie over the over the railing and into like a big pile of pipes she and falls she, onto some pipes and not, then not not impaled but like she's obviously all fucked up like you know like it's like yeah. she's dead but. yeah and it's like wait th- that's th- we were waiting for that yeah but what so Cynthia Rothrock then has to deal with James Liu and the two other dudes who came mm-hmm. to the uh, the dojo to fight Jeff Wincott earlier. Mm-hmm. Those three people become her chief foils throughout the rest of the end of this movie. Right. She has to fight them and they are all just running and jumping and kicking and and eventually one by one she just throws them over the, the railing and they Pretty die. Much, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean Jeff Wincott's throwing people over the railing too because eventually yeah. he gets up on the catwalks and 
like I said, he fights one Takes dude who turn on the catwalk. He, he he fights one dude that just kind of comes out of nowhere, and I don't feel like we ever saw this no. guy before. Like this this guy shows up is just like, hi, I was practicing for the whole movie. I'm here now. Yeah, and <laughs> like for a half a second, I thought he was that weird looking dude that's in the Jackie Chan stunt team. Hmm. You know that one like mm-hmm. white. I would I wouldn't even say he's like white. He's just white ish. Like he's usually like the guy who plays like the German or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> I'm just saying, like he's that. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, I Maybe think, I don't know. Well, he just, I mean, there's like there's a dude he has like a really badass like rooftop fight with, and in, in, in uh, who am I? I think it's that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's he's got like a weird, almost like fakey looking face. Like it's a very weird face. But for half know. a second, I thought it your was, face looks fake. This guy looks like Donny Osmond. He just yeah, he's exactly. just he just jumps in, and it's like he just came from a business meeting. It's like where did you come from? Yeah. And he's flipping and jumping and kicking around and all the things and. He gets dispatched, yeah. but it basically comes down to like you know he's got to fight hologram man he because does. that's obviously like the chief henchman. Yeah, um, that fight isn't spectacular. I mean, it's like you know, it's tough, and they they end up throwing each other around on these pipes to where there's just one part where he punches Evan Murray in the face. I don't know, sixteen <laughs> times in a row in less than twelve seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he the, just the other wonderful thing he does, and I think. I feel like maybe he did this in the biker bar fight mm-hmm. is he's doing that like two handed flailing thing, yeah, yeah. but they're making like the, the fist sounds for both fists. And so he's just speed bagging dudes faces yes. with like <laughs> both hands. Just yes. it's it's kind of great. Yeah. He, he also did a, f- a thing in the karate studio where he grabbed one guy and was using that guy to block the fists of the other two dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the guy just kept looking like, hey, stop hitting me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good, too. Uh, but yeah, he eventually Alexander Gudnov's this guy. Yep. He just wraps a chain around his neck and lifts him ever so slightly off the ground, and he's dead. Mm-hmm. And he does not come back like Alexander Gudnov. He's dead. Yep. He died pretty easy. Yeah. Not, not hard at all. No. Uh, so basically, then Wincott just has to fight Spencer, mm-hmm. and they fight around in this area where it there's power grid things everywhere, and you're like, okay, someone's gonna get kicked into the power grid and get elect- electrocuted. I've seen a movie. Uh, that's not what happens. No, it's really it's just an excuse to have like a metal grate flooring. Yeah, because at some point, um, Spencer. Great. Well, it's metal grate. <laughs> well, yeah. um, but eventually, Spencer grabs some sort of like pipe thing off the wall or yeah. whatever, and is trying to fight with him. And of course, it gets reversed onto him, to him and stuck into the you know, metal grate flooring. Yep, just sticking out. And it's like, well, okay, now I've seen a movie, <laughs> and when is this going to happen? But they fight for another minute, and then eventually he gets. He gets kicked onto the pipe and impaled, obviously, because we've seen a movie. The weird thing is that the shot would imply that Cynthia Rothrock is now looking for (laughs) Jeff Wincott and is walking (laughs) under the metal grate flooring where they're having this fight. Yeah. But it's like and that like I was actually halfway expecting her to like literally walk (laughs) under a blood shower at one point in time because she does. I mean, she runs up right as he's about to get impaled and then would be pretty much underneath the the effect of this. But. It, that doesn't happen. No, it's, it's like no. they just kind of like, oh, this is happening, you know. And it kind of, kind of a hard, rough cut to like we've defeated this guy. Now it's time to he he basically meets up with her and is like Captain whatever Billy Drago was in in on this too. He's dirty. We got to get yeah. Him. And so they just again, sans internal affairs or any other like things that would actually be like cop due diligence or nah. due process type thing. Just get him. Yeah, they just like hop in their wrangler in his wrangler <laughs> and like go to his house. Yeah. And Billy Drago, of course, is like. 
he's about to eat a bullet. Yep. You know, he's just sitting at home smoking and like he's uh, just waiting for them to knock yeah. on the door. And yeah, it's just like it ends with them like knocking on the door, and then like you know the sound of a gunshot. You know, as you kind of saw him put the gun up to his head. Mm-hmm. Hard cut to credits. Yeah, like yep. that's how the movie fucking ends. Yeah, I think these people not going to internal affairs is the only thing that makes this feasible as a movie and also they've seen movies before so they know that the guy in internal affairs is in on the deal anyway oh, so sure. if they go to if they go to vice squad or whatever they'll just get you know they'll just get the cold shoulder and they'll have to take the case on themselves right honestly like okay so i got we're into the rating territory now i guess but uh, yeah there's a couple things i want to mention first off like as I recall, this movie is better to Cynthia Rothrock than the first one was. Absolutely. A little bit better. Not it's not great because there's more to do. It's not it's still never clear exactly what her police job is because like at one point like she's when, a police. Well when they hard cut to her walking like you know like oh ladies be shopping shot where she's just got three sh- you know LA shopping bags in her hand uh-huh. and it's like I for half a second I was like please tell me this is just like a sting operation. Like have, have an attractive lady walking down the street, holding bags and wait for muggers to come. And then that attractive lady beats their fucking asses to death. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's not, it's just, she was literally like, I was on my fucking vacation. You know, it's like, Oh wait, ladies really be shopping. Okay. I think she, two things. One, (laughs) I think she was maybe undercover Uh or on the beaten up dudes in the park squad. Sure. And, (laughs) Two L.A. shopping bags it was my second favorite light gun game next to L.A. machine guns. <laughs> That's fair. She was buying some L.A. gear and had it in some yes. L.A. shopping bags. Yes. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, uh, the other, movie gives her more to do. More but to do. I f- still feel sure. like she's a pet in she's this movie. Wasted, she yeah. is just like she's okay, just somebody for what's his name to. We're gonna put you here, yeah. do thing. Okay, now get out of here. Let Jeff Wincott talk and stuff yeah we'll bring you back in when we need someone to fight again yeah it's it's it's, it's weird it's it's, it's it's it is a weird thing yeah. um at least she gets her scorpion kick on yep mm-hmm. i do feel like we we've, we've seen a few rothrock movies where she did not get to do that yeah, there's been a, at least one that, or that's two. a shame yeah um rest of the things and i'll give my rating uh this movie despite being mostly wholly generic um i appreciate the fact that it, like i said I, I cannot understate how much i love movies where people take in inhuman amounts of damage before they go down. Right. Like I, I really dig that. Like I know it's fun to watch a born movie where it's like, Oh yeah, two punches. And that guy's fucking out because mm-hmm. that's real, real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's real dude. It's watch, real fun to watch a dude get hit 50 times in a row and then just be like, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of just, all yeah. right, come yeah. on, motherfucker. <laughs> the other thing is, is like this movie occasionally is really trying in the filmmaking that they, they are, it doesn't always work, but there are little things like there is a shot where the camera just goes down the bar like the first time you're in Club Syntax <laughs> yeah. and it's like and they're just like sliding drinks out of the way just at the right second. Yeah. It's like uh, back here's cash for drink. Here's yeah. drink for cash. To- and there's little things like that. And obviously someone was trying because I know this Mackie's not here. So I'll, I'll, I'll speak a little bit for him. Mm-hmm. The, the action geography, as we say, mm-hmm. they were really trying because there is a shot that is clearly reversed in this where, oh, it, yeah. where, uh, where a cop car stunts into the scene when they're when they're about to do the drug bust yeah um and it's reversed like the the drivers they're like there's one person in the car and it's on the wrong side in america mm-hmm. and it's like it's clearly because they were trying to say oh it wouldn't make sense for this car to spin this way that would be the exact opposite of where we are in the scene so just reverse the shot it's obviously painfully apparent that it's 
reversed, but, yeah, but at trying. least they're trying to keep yeah. yeah. And again, like I said, the only other thing that breaks that is, like I said, the way they shoot it, it looks like Cynthia Rothrock is literally walking under the, the metal flooring <laughs> as Spencer gets impaled. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer for Spire. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, so <laughs> rating time. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I for most of this movie, I was sitting at like four jocks. I'm not gonna not gonna lie. I, right. I'm lowering it down to three because I feel like the ending is just a little messy um, and not satisfying in the way that you want it to be. Like, it, you should never have a movie with inhumane inhuman amounts of punishment being dealt out and then your your final act is just like poof, 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 he went over the railing and he's dead poof, 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 he's over the railing and he's dead like dude's got it so much worse earlier in the movie yeah that it's like it's real weird to like oh we're in a foundry and this is the climax of the movie fuck yeah whatever's happening here mm-hmm. just to be like oh that guy's done now oh that guy's done now okay it's just it's kind of a a letdown on the ending but like i really dug this otherwise like like I said, this is my kind of cheesy punch dudes a whole lot. You know, kick them in the dick, punch them in the dick, stick them in the dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so before I get my rating, I want to say th- a thing about Evan Lurie in uh-huh. this. Uh, it, so this is a couple years before his uh, scene-stealing performance in Hologram Man. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he at some point went to scene-stealing school to learn how to do that because... My God, he is so bad in this. Like, I can't believe it's the same guy. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy we were just like, you were fucking delightful in Hologram Man, and to a lesser extent, T-Force. But he he's, you know, an over-the-top bad guy, and he revels in it. And in this, he is just mumbly Joe Hitman who has a neck bigger than his face. And he can fight, don't get me wrong, but, man, he cannot talk. Mm-hmm. He he hadn't got the acting down yet, so that's interesting to see, and it was kind of disappointing because I figured we were going to get some crazy over acting from him, and we did. Um, so maybe it's just that director. It wasn't the same director for T Force and Hologram Man. Yes. Yeah. So maybe it's maybe. just that director breaks it's like, out. Hey man, the... <laughs> just hitting him with a belt mm-hmm. between scenes. Just hey man, come on. Just put some peanut butter on the other actors. You know? <laughs> yeah. This was only his third movie, right? So sure. Yeah. He was, you know. He was learning. Um, he was Evan learning. <laughs> Got him. I so during the fight scenes, I was like, okay, this is probably a three jocks movie. But because there's so many not fight scenes, I have to bring it down to two. I still think it's fun. I, the fight scenes are great. Like they they are legit. Like okay, these people can fight and they're doing cool shit. Mm-hmm. That's fun. I really am tickled to death by the whole just you're getting punched seventeen times in less than a minute. That's great. And it's great every time it happens. Um, but yeah, it it's it when it starts, you're like, okay, I get I I've seen one of these before, I know where this is going, but then the movie's like, we don't know where this is going, and then it doesn't go any of the places that you thought it would necessarily. It just kind of cheats. It just kind of gets from point A to point B without actually earning it. It's just now we're here, now you're fighting the bad guys, now it's over. Mm-hmm. Um because they're they're there's the scene where they come to the karate school to murder him and fail. But then later, Cynthia Rothrock shows up there to work out with him to exchange information. And he should be like, no, they know this is where I am. Your cover will be blown if 
you're here. Get out of here. They needed to meet somewhere else, but because they wanted to do the scene where they kind of spar while giving information so it would be like a cool moment, it just logically doesn't make any sense. I I just don't like how the crux of this entire movie is a bet between two of the stupidest fucking people in Los Angeles. One who has no business betting anything, and the other who is just like, I have my own sports business. I don't need to do this. It's just the dumbest setup. It is so stupid. So, I I don't know. It There are parts of it I really, really love, but just the story and all the non-fighting parts really drag it down. So, I'm going to give it two jocks. It's fun. You can have a good time, but there's better stuff out there. Kind of torn between a two and a three right now. I The ending, like, towards the end of the movie, I just kind of there was something about the dark and the fact that it didn't really feel like much was happening. I really lost track of the end of the movie and mm-hmm. I, I think I might've fallen asleep for a couple minutes, but up until sort of like that last literal five, 10 minutes of the movie, I was kind of into it despite all the dumb. Um, like you guys, I wish Evan Lurie was more himself, more what we've come to know him as Spencer, that guy was just, I mean, the character was dumb, but the guy playing him was real tame. He wasn't a, he wasn't a villain for this movie. He was yeah. just a guy. There should have been another villain on top of him somewhere. Well, not on top of him, but I mean, maybe on top of him. I don't know. Maybe it would have been more fun. Um, well, one of you said somewhere in the first third of this movie, he's like, this is the nicest bad guy. He just wants oh, the best oh, yeah. for his workers and... You know. Yeah, that was in the first like fifteen minutes of the movie. I was yeah. like, "This guy is the nicest scumbag ever," because <laughs> right. he like walked up to the guy, walked up to a guy and was real nice about kicking him out of the club. Mm-hmm. It's just like, uh, no, you you have to go. And yeah. then he was telling Stephanie McMahon or whatever, um, <laughs> Tiffany Michaels, um, <laughs> whatever, um, <laughs> telling Tiffany Michaels like, "No, I just really want what's best for you. You just have to do all these creepy things that I want you to do." Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard. I think I'm going to land on two jocks, um, two Cynthia Rothrocks. <laughs> mainly because of gross... Well, it mainly loses it for, for like gross misuse of Cynthia Rothrock again. Mm-hmm. She can carry a movie if you let her. If you, if you write a movie for her, she can carry it. I mean, she does not deliver dialogue the best at, at all times, but she can do it. She can, she's big enough, like personality wise and kicky wise, to be able to star in a movie. Yeah. And they should have let her star in this movie instead of her being a, you know, a pawn with a sweet scorpion kick. I just wanted to make one small correction. We were crediting a lot of the things to James Liu while he's in this and does the stunts, he's barely. He's not one of the main dudes. Leo Lee is the main. No, dude. I know. Yeah, he's yeah, okay. he's the dude in the, the jacket who shows yeah. up. He's he's only in that. He's only in two scenes. Yeah. I'm Leo Lee is the guy that got yeah. the shotgun to the face. Basically. Yeah. That dude looks like it, it's weird because he looks like Mark Dacascos with a very thin like goatee. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was until he spoke where I was like, is this Mark Dacascos? Like, is this some un, like a little scene role mm. that wasn't listed? But yeah. Anyway, yeah, I just want to make yes. a mild correction that while James Lewis is in this, it's, he's not the guy no, doing no. most of those scenes. No. 
Anyway. There was one other point I wanted to make, but I've forgotten it now. All right. One other thing. Somebody needs to dress Cynthia Rothrock better. Like, I know it's the 90s, but... This is what she wears in every movie. I she know. She likes these outfits. I know. Somebody needs to dress her, like, give her badass outfits. It do- They don't have to be, like, sexy. They just have to be badass. She's wearing some weird... She's always wearing mom jeans. 90s, like, yeah. mom office stuff. Always. Like, she works at Blue Cross and Blue Shield or something. <laughs> You know, in human resources, I, I don't know. Somebody needs to dress Cynthia Rothrock like a badass. That's all I want. Plus one jocks for Cynthia Rothrock actually dressing as badass as she is. Guaranteed. One, one jocks and three Rothrocks. Yes. Wearing some nice socks. Some, some cool socks. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of those ugly frocks. Yeah. Anyway, let's take a break. All right, welcome back. Hey, Bamcast. Yes, Bamcast. Second half time. Ow. Woo. <laughs> now. Uh-huh. Let's talk about some movies. Okay. Um. Well, I watched nothing but brand new ass movies, so do you want to go ahead and talk about our co-movie first? Yeah, let's get our co-movie out of the way. Okay. Now, keep in mind, we will we are going to be very vague about this because oh, yeah. not only is it a pretty brand new movie it's a continuation of a thing mm-hmm. that if you haven't watched it would be super spoilery so yes uh we we're going to talk about el camino el camino a breaking oh, bad movie okay. yes because as you as you might have listened last week i finished watching breaking bad mm-hmm. i've begun better call saul mm-hmm. so i really just i jumped in at the right time because i had very little i can have almost all the breaking bad related things i want besides making them hurry up and make more seasons of better call saul yeah you you I have very little waiting to do. It's all just like, oh, look at all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the movie's out already? <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. I'll yeah. watch that. Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, this, as without being spoilery, the second half of the final season of Breaking Bad very much is like, f- mostly forget everybody else. We're telling Walter White's story mm-hmm. from here on out. Mm-hmm. It's very much him focused. It's like everyone else kind of fades in the background. And for a show that was not equal parts but like 60 40 about walter and jesse mm-hmm. it was just like yeah the huge things are ha- happening to jesse we're not going to focus on them it's right. just like this is happening to him deal with it it's not important right now really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this movie is just like i guess enough people or maybe it was the plan all along just kind of said like hey uh what about jesse like he we went through some shit the last part of that season and and, and uh you know what happened to him? So they were just like, here's a yeah, movie, like, movie that's about half continuation and half flashbacks. Maybe not quite. It's maybe a little more continuation than flashbacks. 70, 30. Yeah. It's a, it's an equal trade off of, of like, well, we're going to show you more of what happened during the extended, like there's, there's a, there's a large time jump in breaking bad in the, in the final season. Not yeah. large, but like large at enough. least a six to month to a year time jump. Right. You know, um, and it's just like this. Here's some. Here's what was happening to him, and during that, also other times, and what what's going on moving forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've said all that. Do you have any thoughts? Um, 
I think the one specific thing I would say about it is like as a as an informational kind of thing if you are if you haven't if you finished Breaking Bad but maybe haven't started Better Call Saul or somewhere in the middle don't worry it doesn't spoil any of Better Call Saul mm-hmm. it basically ignores that Right. Um, I was a little worried with you not being at the end of Better Call Saul where we were that mm-hmm. it was going to do some sort of Better Call Saul tie-in. Hmm. Um, it doesn't. Yeah. It just I, it, this is it sort st- of mildly offhandedly mentions him. I think is about it. it. Yes, he is mentioned, but it yeah. is in no way a spoiler of any kind. No. Um, no. It's basically it is like if you saw Breaking Bad and you want more, here it is. It's mm-hmm. like if you watch Better Call Saul, cool. That's its own other thing. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And I think. You know, I mean, I was, I, I think, as we said, I was a little worried about this going into it. Like, did it need to exist? Um, and then I, and then I thought, well, I'm sure he wouldn't make it if he didn't have an idea for it. And the idea is, let's wrap up Jesse's story. Let let's give him the closure that Walter got, mm-hmm. not specifically, but you know, yeah. let, let's let's wrap up his story and not leave it as hanging as it was at the end of the actual series. Mm-hmm. And it's totally fine. It is totally fine. It It's a gorgeous thing. It looks amazing. Yeah, I was going to say, like, so Vince Gilligan actually directed this. Mm-hmm. Did he direct any episodes of a this? A few. Series? Did he? Okay. And a handful. Okay. Because, I mean, like, I, I just, when I was thinking about that, I was like, aren't you mostly a writer and yeah. creator? Like, I don't remember you being a director, and that's always a little worrisome to me well towards the end he would he started doing like the season premiere and the season finale oh, okay. stuff it was, so it was like so, oh he directed oh shit's going so down ma- so maybe he's trying to poise, position him for itself more like a joss whedon like you maybe. know like hey you know look i can direct too i have done it and give me a big movie yeah you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um or write your own big movie i mean you're a writer um <laughs> yeah um but anyway I, yeah maybe that's that's what it is i so i thought i thought it looked great and good to fine or good to great i mean it was somewhere in between it wasn't like it wasn't as amazing as some of the episodes were like there's some amazing filmmaking going on in that show especially for a tv show Mm -hmm. and i think the thing this does particularly well that maybe the show never slowed down enough to do much of but like there's downright suspenseful shit in this movie yep like it's like there is like oh shit like I feel like Breaking Bad, the majority of of the suspense was we have gotten ourselves into a situation, but it was never like, I guess it's the difference of Jurassic Park sequels Mm -hmm. versus the Jurassic Park Raptor kitchen scene. Mm -hmm. Like this is more like personal and immediately getting caught versus like big, big game, you know, like big vision stuff you know right. like we, we might get caught as a whole this is like literally the cops are in the room mm-hmm. i've got to sneak out kind of mm-hmm. thing like that kind of situations mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's interesting like that because yeah i i mean there's there's stuff in flashbacks that's stressful just because mm-hmm. it's it, it's well directed but you're not necessarily worried because it's a flashback and you're, right you're like okay i think i know things are going to be fine here um mostly but it does do things in all of the uncharted territory scenes basically i guess you could call them um where you're just like you honestly don't know where this is going oh yeah no this yeah you don't know what kind of ending this is going to have at all yeah you you don't know what they are going to hit you with Mm -hmm. basically and you know i it's 
I kind of liken it to it. What it feels like is a series of like it, it's better than this. I'm not trying to negate, negate what it actually is. It feels like a series of post Breaking Bad webisodes about Jesse that they strung together because it's it's kind of compartmentalized into moments like the the plot isn't overarching throughout it. It's like he there's something he has to deal with and then. Here's some backstory about that, and here's the resolution of that. Mm-hmm. Now move on to the next situation. Here's some backstory about that. Here's the resolution to that, um, and so forth. So it's like it's like three or four mini Jesse Pinkman adventures, mm-hmm. but don't take that as in like it's adventurous. It's it's kind of solemn, and um, I wouldn't say joyful, but it has some very amusing moments in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I guess I can't really say that thought without being spoilery, but just depending on where you were in Breaking Bad, let's just say Jesse is not the same person he was in like the first three or four no, seasons. No, he is. He is a broken person by yes. this point in yes. this. <laughs> so like, you know, I don't even know if he said bitch once, you know, which is, you know, crazy to think about early Jesse. That was like his thing. Like, right. You know, there's just like there's there's long swaths of this movie where he says nothing at all. Yeah. You know, like because he's fucking broken, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Mm -hmm. but yeah. um, Yeah. I don't know. It's it's good. Like, I mean, I've I've seen a lot of weird takes on this of like, oh, it's wholly unnecessary. I'm like every every everything's unnecessary. Every bit of fiction is fucking unnecessary. Like there's no federal mandate that says there has to be. You didn't have to make this. It's like, well, no, I didn't have to make any fucking thing. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But. It's nice. It's it's yeah, a it, nice it, it, return to that universe, and it, it it's it doesn't feel like a cheap cash in. No, no, not at all. I, I think it's better than that, and it's 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 better than a lot of like let's return to this. Like I I think it's better than the Deadwood movie. You know, it's like it, like don't get me wrong. Like the Deadwood movie's fine, and it's like it's it's yeah. kind of nice to like have. It's kind of weird and nice to have that time jump. Mm-hmm. Like this one is like. Obviously, a little time has passed, and we're just pretending that it hasn't. <laughs> right. Especially with certain actors. I mean, like yeah. Aaron Paul a little bit himself, but like Jesse Plemons, it's just like okay, yeah. dude. Like at first, I they were obscuring him, yeah. and I thought, okay, this makes sense. But then there are large scenes with him, and you're like, oh, they just don't care. Yeah, they're just like whatever, deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> he gained a hundred pounds. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's been six years. Right. But yeah, I'm saying like it, it, there's some weird stuff like that where you have to do suspension of disbelief kind of stuff. But sure. um, yeah, whatever. no, I mean, I, th- I think it's like if you're just anti the whole thing, fine, hate, watch it away and just need to exist. But like if you like the show, it's like, well, here's a here's a resolution for this person. I think it's a very compel- yeah. compelling resolution yeah. for him. Exactly. I mean, so. that's the thing is like I, I think it's I think it's fine. It's pretty good. Yeah. And if you don't need that, just you can skip it. Like the way Breaking Bad ends for him, you can just imagine whatever you want for mm-hmm. him. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. yeah, it's it's good. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Not great. Good. Solid. Well, guess what? Are uh, you ready for some more of that sentiment? Yes. Because man, do I have that in spades. Okay. Ah. Uh, well, let's see. Which one do I want to do first? Mm. Well, all right. I guess I'll start with the the most meh of the two, and then maybe move on to slightly more positive. Okay. Um, I watched Stuber. Stuber. That uh, Batista and Kumail oh. Nanjiani. Yeah. Thing. They're in a car together. Uh huh. Okay. Um, Stuber. 
Okay, so first off, it's yet another one of those. It's a comedy, but we're trying real hard to make it a, a competent action movie with a plot. Mm. So, if those are your jam, that weird little sh- subgenre like Game Night and the Spy Who Dumped Me and other things that I'm forgetting right now, get smart. Get smart. Well, sort of. I know. I mean, I'm saying this more modern. Central age. intelligence. Central intelligence. Yeah, like these things where they're like, for some reason, we're trying real hard to make this a compelling, weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um. I just out of those ones I just listed, it's the one I'm probably gonna f- remember the least. And okay. I know I know a lot of people are that way about the Spy Who Dumped Me. I thought Spy Who Dumped Me was actually pretty fucking good, especially in 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 an action regard. Okay, like that one was like really well directed in the action sequences. Well, in Game Night also, yeah, is, that's what it I mean. Should not be as good as it that's is. what I mean. Like I mean, those two, it's like holy shit, you 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 spattered in a you know action movie in the middle of this dumb adult comedy thing right you know, that's this is the same kind of thing it's like hey we say fuck and also like look action sequence <laughs> so I, I honestly i had to look up the rating when i started the movie because i was like because there's like someone makes a joke right off the bat where like batiste is like oh this freaking thing and, so, and someone actually it's weird because there's a there's a strange guardians of the galaxy reunion because karen gillen's in this for a hot minute oh and she's like his partner in the beginning and she's like freaking really and she's like yeah my he's like my yeah, my daughter's been on me about my swearing and i was like oh okay so it's a swerve this is actually about to say fuck a lot yeah. oh okay yeah but imdb trivia yeah bautista and karen <laughs> gillen were actually in a movie together called <laughs> guardians of the galaxy right well i mean the other thing is like they straight up use um they use one of the Guardians songs in the soundtrack. Like it's oh, it's, it's like this Mr. over Mr. Blue Sky. No, I fuck. I can't remember the name of the song. I like I hear it in my head, but I can't remember the name of it. Sing it. Perform it. No. Okay. <laughs> if you are ever having a bad day, you just need to listen to either volume 1 or volume 2 mm-hmm. soundtrack and you will instantly I'm just saying, like between, like day. they showed up, and I was like, "Ah, look, it's it's uh, Drax and Nebula together." <laughs> and then like that song uh-huh. came in, and I was like, "All right, really?" Like that song. I mean, I'm not saying that, that those movies created those songs, but it's like, sure. That for a few years now, they're pretty memorable to being Guardians of the Galaxy songs for most people. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of like it took till the Guardians of the Galaxy before people stopped going like, "Oh, it's the fucking Alec McBeal dancing baby song for Uka Shaka." Uka, Uka. Oh, yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. remember that? It was yeah. like you couldn't play that without somebody going like, "Hey, it's the Alec McBeal thing." I remember. Right. Anyway, but yeah, it's it's fine. It's like it's not amazing, but the, that's the weird thing is like it's still worth a watch. Like there are some there are some legit good jokes in this, like mm-hmm. and some pretty decent action stuff. Like I said, I just feel like you give me a month and things from this are really going to start to fade from my memory. That's not to say that there isn't some really funny stuff. Plus like, um, oh, I, how the fuck do I, I how, how am I going to, how bad am I going to butcher his name? The dude from the raid is in it. Um, Ico Wallace That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's like one of the bad dudes and you know, he's obviously good at martial arts and shit. I'm not in Ooh, love. Anyways. Is the name of the song that appears in both Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, uh, thank you. And Stuper. Thanks. You're welcome. But <laughs> thanks for cross-checking that. I assume you went to both listings on IMDb and checked the sound. No, it's the first uh, trivia. trivia. Yeah, it's oh, like <laughs> God damn it. Dave right. Batista and Cat Gillian uh, appeared in the MCU together, and their song is also in that movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Stuper's got some weird, like Mira Servino's in it. And well, yeah, good how, for her. How much have you seen Mira Servino lately? Not well, not a lot, really. You're good for her. Yeah, there's a reason why. Yeah, Betty Gilpin's in it too. So oh, you know, if you're well. if you're into the glow stuff, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, I'm just saying it's it's worth watching. It's just it's one of those like I said, it's going to fade from my memory faster than some of those. But there's some like there's some legit good jokes, and there's a there's a point where like Kumail Nanjiani is just like it's he's fucking over it, and it's like when he's just done with the whole thing, it's like him just giving shit to Dave Bautista, who's like four times his size. It's just <laughs> kind of fucking hilarious, you know? Okay. Yeah. So it's a it's whatever. It's fine. It's yeah. it's it's a movie that you can watch. <laughs> I love those. I love those a lot. You know, I mean, I just I feel like sometimes I'm like I'm sh- I feel like I'm shitting on a movie, and it's like no, it's worth watching once. It's so, just like yeah. I'm I'm giving you the long term review. Of it's like, a consumable. It's, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, that was fun, and it's gone. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Um, arguably, well, how are, do you have another movie? Right, I, I have two other movies. Are they are they newish? One is okay. Do you want to do one? So yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of the MCU, uh huh. I watched Spider Man Far From Home. Okay, there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, that, man, you know, I feel like I was expecting more from that movie. Uh, I've, Homecoming, I love so much. I, I really love Homecoming. This felt like a, a huge step down from that. It's still a very good Spider-Man movie. It's saddled with the fact that it has to deal with everything after the snap. And... The way it deals with it is to basically make it all a joke. Most of it, it, the movie. Okay, first of all, Robert Downey Jr. had better have earned a paycheck for just his randomness appearance in this film because he is a presence in this movie, even though he's not in it. Sure. So there's that. But I there's after that entire storyline, the twenty plus movies that got to and ended with Endgame. Mm-hmm. I feel like because Endgame had so much to do and then you get to the end where stuff happens and then it's like, okay, we've got to wrap this up. We're, we're done. We're out. Movie's over. Mm-hmm. And then so here's the next MCU thing. And while it has some genuine emotion at times, it never stops for a second to let you process it ever. It's just sad thing happened and okay, here's a funny haha about how, you know, he was kind of a dick or, you know, stuff like that. I, I don't know. I've, yeah, I'm trying to think of how to say it without being spoilery to any of it, but, <laughs> like, I feel like... I, I think, I honestly think the end game stuff is, like, open season to talk about. Well, I, I meant more, like, from Far From Home oh, okay, and stuff. Sure. I just, I meant, like, I... I feel like the movie does a thing where it's, like, here's the grief and everyone's processing it. Like everyone does every fucking tragedy. I mean, that's, that's the weird thing is I feel, I feel like far from home is a very genuine movie mm-hmm. because everyone that's not a fucking superhero is acting just like people act in that. Here was this massive thing. Mm-hmm. The entire fucking universe was saved by these people. Some of them died and they're like, yeah, good on you thoughts and prayers and fucking move on with their life. And that's what, you know, the real world does. It's like, here's a catastrophic thing that happened two days later. It's like, yeah, you know, nine 11, right. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, do you want to just like, reflect and like, you know, <laughs> take it in for a little bit longer and have some respect, but no, everything's fucking memeified now. Right. That it's like, yeah, okay. That happened. And honestly, I think the way that movie opens is hilarious with that song and stuff. And I mean, I mean, cause that's what fucking high school kids would do thinking they're doing a legit, tribute thing oh yes yeah. absolutely I, oh my god yes yeah. i don't disagree I've with forgotten that about that yeah um i i but i mean because i mean i feel like all right so tom holland 
obviously, you know, Peter Parker, whatever, he's he's a little more directly connected to all of that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not just like, it's not tertiary people. It's like, thanks, magical space gods. You sure. know, it's more like these were my friends right. in some cases. And yeah. it's like when he's alone and, and like able to actually reflect, that dude is acting his fucking ass off about being sad. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's like that, that stuff's really good. And then I like, I like the fact that it's like, well, you know, we, we've got to move on. We can't like, we can't be sad forever in the mcu that's not what the mcu is about we leave that for dc bullshit but you know um like we've got to move on from this and like you know the the these the truth be told these people's contracts just ended and they wanted to fucking move on with their lives sure but like you know i i like the fact that it's like here's the thing he's acting he's sad he's obviously going through some shit and then it's like robert downey jr from beyond the grave spoilers i know but everyone's fucking knows this now but i know from beyond the grave is still being fucking tony stark and oh, that's amazing yes, yes. <laughs> like absolutely just yeah just the acronym of the yes class yes when i heard that i fight i nearly yeah. lost my shit yeah i was like that's great yeah so i i guess i guess what i'm trying to get at in terms of how the world dealt with the aftermath of the snap and then the they start called the blip which is just everyone came back of course (laughs) um is that in endgame you know it was devastating to the world obviously like people got in houseboats and they all just you know came to new york and just settled in major metropolitan areas and there's trash everywhere and everything's shit and in this everything's fine everything's clean and shiny and everyone is just worked out there well these people came over and, and took my house because i blipped out but now i came back so yeah but i mean i mean do you know the real reason behind that because they were only given tidbits of what was going to happen they weren't given like the the enormous they were like yes here's the main story beats sony have fun with that yeah, right and then they were just like go that. make your movie i just feel like <laughs> i I realize that movies are incredibly difficult to plan mm-hmm. and you had to do this when you did it and that's fine. I just feel like there needed to be an MCU movie between Endgame and this one sure. to let this one have this the kind of jovial tone about that. But there are some insane real world logistics that had to have been dealt with and this movie is just like, yeah, those got fixed anyway. I mean, honestly, and I understand it's a comic book movie. I yeah. get it. Honestly, if, if, you know, obviously I'm not, but if I was like Kevin Feige, I would have like, I would have planned for Doctor Strange 2 to happen right after Endgame. That would have been the perfect, like, that, that, yeah. that would have been the perfect, like, okay, Doctor Strange has some shit to deal with. Right. Post this. Mm-hmm. And also, like, it's a proper MCU movie. It's, you know, you're not as heavily invested character, you know, yeah. and then like, you could start to elevate Doctor Strange to be like, no, he's re- going to be really important going forward, right. kind of thing. Right. You know, I, that does make sense. I'm saying, like, it, it also feels like it's time. Like, I mean, yes. I feel like that was the, like, we should be on Doctor Strange 2 by now, I feel like. So, yeah. But I, that's just saying that that would have been the one I'd be like, Doctor Strange 2 is our first post in game movie. And mm-hmm. Spider Man, you can come out in like August. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Um, I, I mean, that being said, I, I like where this movie goes. I, I don't think it's, terrific but i do like it i I like all the mysterio stuff Mm -hmm. um i i I like it i i like the stuff that they do i i would have been fine with it the way they initially you know set it up and then the way it does go i'm like i'm fine with that too whatever um yeah it's 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 it it, it does feel like less than homecoming though some well homecoming had a defense it had an absolute theme to it and i don't mean just like the the 80s teen movie vibe that it was projecting, but it had a cohesive Spider-Man 
theme to it. And this just it it's just saddled with so much stuff it has to deal with. It has to deal with everything after Endgame. And that's. I don't know, it, it it's it kind of gets in the way of a good time Spider-Man adventure because you've got all this end game aftermath to sure. deal with. And I just wish there had been some other way to deal with all of that. And this could have just been its own thing. Yeah, I just I don't think you can have that. Not with the, I know. not with the relationship they made with Tony and Peter. I know. You can't I, just be like, uh, well, he's over it. Right. So you I, know, he's lost multiple dads. Yeah, I, I can just <laughs> in my brain, yeah. like substitute the leftovers for that time of everyone dealing right. with everything and just. Yeah. Peter's lost three dads. Yeah. So. He's he's um, my three dads. <laughs> My three dead deads. Yeah. So yeah, it's my three deads. Yeah. It's totally fine. It did, ultimately, at the end of this, it kind of just felt like a like an Ant Man movie to me. It's like it's insignificant. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. It's like Stuber. Mm-hmm. The the villainy stuff mm-hmm. is that the there's a lot of the rest of that movie that's not necessarily just an Ant Man movie, but all the all the stuff having to do with Mysterio is yeah. Might as well be some Ant Man shit that nobody cares about. Well, I just I think because the two Ant Man movies have some s- fighting words to certain people. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's some big fans of big old fishbowl. Yeah. I, I, I know, but I mean in in this, yeah, I know in this. I think I, the, I feel the, like Jake Gyllenhaal was really good. In this. He was, yes, like, like he exceptionally good. Acted the hell out of it, especially yeah. for as dumb as, of a reason like that they gave him to mm-hmm. to be a villain. And I like the fact that I read that he insisted on staying in that costume in every scene. Like, he wanted to wear it. Like, they, they had written scenes where he was not wearing the costume. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, I'm wearing this. <laughs> That's I would be like, yeah, I'm fucking wearing it, too. Oh, it's because he's an actual comic dude. Like, yeah. Jake Hall likes comics. Yeah. And yeah. So I'm pretty sure if, like, not that it's going to happen. I mean, look at me. I'm I'm over 40, and I'm out of shape. And somebody said, like, you're good to be Batman. I'd be like, I'm never fucking taking the Batman costume off. <laughs> Fuck Bruce Wayne. Look... <laughs> I'm like, you give me one tuxedo and a fucking Lamborghini. There's your Bruce Wayne scene. The rest of the time, I am fucking Batman. <laughs> Look, you've seen Parks and Recreation. That's true, yeah. Treat yourself. Treat me out, yeah. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah. it ain't happening. I can do a Batman voice, though. We can all do a Batman voice. That's true. <laughs> Yours is pretty good, though. Thank you. So anyway, that's... We should all be Batmans for Halloween. <laughs> All right. So that's your new movie? That's my What's, new movie. It's, is the other one not as new? No. All right. Well, speaking of Disney, <laughs> I don't Great know. job. I got nothing. <laughs> Terrific. Um, all right. So I decided to finally watch my second one, the uh, live action, the animated to live action things. I, ha- I had to know about The Lion King. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched what I said was probably arguably my favorite, second favorite uh, animated Disney movie, Lion King. By far and away is my favorite one. Okay. That's not Pixar, right? Um, so I had to see the I had to see the live action thing. Okay. Um. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, like, <laughs> I, it's weird because I'm 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 very mixed on this one, and I I don't. As much as I love the Lion King, this one had the potential to piss me off, and yet I don't understand. As much as I care about certain things, I don't understand why remakes redos everything like the worst thing i will just say is like oh well that sucked like comparatively so uh-huh. forget that like robocop or total recall you know wow, it's like yeah you know what i'm saying like, I mean, i'm saying like those are like yep that's 
extremely shitty compared to the original and you know i mean robocop's even the new one is like fine on its own it's totally fine it's, but it's instantly forgettable yeah, exactly i mean it's like if it wasn't for michael keaton being a bad guy and that it's like i probably would have forgotten it even existed at all until now but you know like that movie also has sam jackson and gary oldman in it that's true that's <laughs> true but my point is like i i just when it comes to these remake things i'm like i don't get angry i'm just like well you know i I'm not weird that I did I I didn't like Lady Ghostbusters because I thought it was not a good movie not because it was ladies or you're changing something or you're you're you know denigrating the the fucking holy shrine that is original Ghostbusters or some bullshit it's like Ghostbusters is still there I can go watch it I just thought that was not a particularly great movie right um this was like this was weird because I think certain scenes work better in this than they do in the original movie mm-hmm. and some scenes are with so hard like so hard like just fucking like like you're going for a grand slam and it's just like it's hitting the glove in the back it's like wow it's like i got this major fucking whiff like um because like all right spoilers i guess for a 25 year old movie um if you never saw the lion king oh shit i guess here we go i mean if you've never seen a (laughs) disney movie Uh uh-huh um does it have the the sex grass I, I was gonna actually get to that. Strangely <laughs> all right, enough, all right, yeah, all right. okay. That's one of my. That's <laughs> okay, one of my. Okay. That's, that's one of my points. Um, all right, Mufasa dies. I don't know if you know this, but oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Mufasa dies in Lion King, and Simba thinks it's his fault, and that's why he runs off until mm-hmm. he grows up. Mm-hmm. The way that plays out in the live action one is fucking gut wrenching. Okay, and because it's like I feel like the scene breathes longer. Mm-hmm. Like he. It's not just like, oh shit, my dad's dead, and Scar's immediately like, it's your fault, get the fuck out of here. Like, he runs over and is like, pawing at him like, dad, are you okay? You know, and it's like, holy shit. Like, is it also because it's a more realistic looking Sure, it's a real than... fucking, I mean, well, you know, it's a real-ish, real-ish looking lion. Sure. Um, yeah, with a cute-ass, real-ish lion cub yeah. pawing at his no. dead dad, mm-hmm. just like Peter Parker. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, we are so wrong i know yeah T- awful yeah just everything but yeah awful. like so like that scene hits really hard other things are just bad like i mean like i was not digging who was doing young simba's voice mm-hmm. and the second like donald glover came in it was like yay <laughs> like <laughs> this just got better right I'm not, nothing wrong wrong against the kid who's doing it you know i'm just like it's just jonathan taylor thomas fan yeah i'm a huge jtt fan you know that's okay. that's the big that's the main thing i yeah. understand um, no, I just, I feel like it just was kind of wrong. I got, I don't know. He was just kind of kid-like and annoying. He was child actoring, you know, like oh. I am saying things loud and it's like, and like Donald Glover comes in and is like, fuck yeah, like do this. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I thought Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner were pretty good Timon and Pumbaa replacements. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, I, is Billy Eichner doing Billy Eichner? Or yeah, they're 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 updated. They're more like they they sound sort of like jaded millennials. Like their their jokes and their back back and forth. But is it Billy Eichner doing? Oh, he's his, not, well, he's his not shtick. yelling. He's not like the Billy on the street thing. It's just okay. like okay, yeah. All right. He's I not like he's not then. like I am Timon and <laughs> why is this warthog here? <laughs> like, yeah, no, he's not doing that. He's okay. like he's he's toned down Billy Eichner. It's and dude can sing. Like I mean, I like when they first like I was like. The first thing he did that was kind of musical, I was like, guys, you're not like 
dumb enough to just think just because you got a gay dude that he can sing, right? And then like later he fucking busts something out. I was like, holy shit, okay, actually he can. So <laughs> I mean, because at first I was just like, it's not, it doesn't come part and parcel. Like you know, like you just right. aren't suddenly a musical genius because you you like other dudes, you know. Like, but then he like belted something out. I was like, oh shit, actually he can. Okay, it's Seth Rogen who's just like, I don't know, I'm singing because people say I sound like him anyway, so I don't have to do much. But <laughs> but yeah. uh huh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's it's weird because it's it's fine, and there are certain scenes that, like I said, they work better. Um, what was kind of a a brief brief throwaway joke in the original with the "Lion Sleeps Tonight" song, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they flush into more of a song, or oh. they they do more of it, and it's real good. Like, and to the point, the the SFX or the sex grass, if you will. The <laughs> it was SFX, but it's what sex grass. It, sure, the sex, sex grass. grass. Um, well, that's. That's kind of weird because there's the scene where um, Nala kind of gives him the sex eyes while she's laying in grass. So that could be the sex grass. Uh, grass. I meant the sex grass in the sky. In the sky, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they also toned that down. It wasn't like it wasn't like a, a, a lioness was like, "Hey, let's fuck," you know, quite as much as the animated version. Aww. So that was good, I guess. Damn it. Yeah, Beyonce lion wasn't as like thirsty as thirsty. Yeah, as the... thirsty Beyonce lion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, the scene where the infamous sex grass happens. The, the the catalyst, if you remember, is he plops down on the ground, a tuft of his hair blows in the wind, and mm-hmm. Rafiki finds it and is like, holy shit, Simba's alive. The way that plays out in this is is pretty clever. Like The, the thing is, like this is directed by John Favreau, going back to Iron Man. Yeah, was, well, Spider-Man. I was going to say, you could have said, speaking of John Favreau. I could have, yes. Was I just I thought of that just in now. Spider-Man, yeah. So, like, there are some good filmmaking choices. Like, the, 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 the thing that gets his fur into Rafiki's hands is pretty clever in this. It's mm. it's much more extended, and it's not just like, yeah, the wind blew it like 50, 60, 100 miles hour the fucking far way he ran from the Pridelands, you know, is because like this is like you're crossing deserts and all this shit. Like he went far, <laughs> like mm. you know. So the 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 sequence that gets the the tuft of mane back to him is pretty clever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's again, it's like it's one of those things. If you're prone to be angry at a, at a remake of something that you like, obviously don't watch it. I mean, I, th- I feel like I feel like the weirdest thing I could say besides certain people maybe not being cast in the right parts or I honestly I wouldn't even say that. I feel like there were some heavy hitters in the cast of this movie and they were just like in small roles. And I was like, more of them, please. Like Alfre Woodard's awesome. And, it's the, and she's like Nala's mom or some right. shit. You know, it's like. <laughs> That, like that's like two lines like you know, it's like what the hell yeah or actually i don't know she's she's either simba's mom or nala's mom because it's her and penny johnson gerald or uh, gerald johnson which is it i always reverse her penny names. johnson gerald yeah they're the two mothers of simba and nala and i can't remember like one of them has like two lines and it's like well why'd you get them like, <laughs> like could have been literally anybody but yeah anyway it's if you're if you're if you get angry by remakes, obviously don't watch it. But the, the I was getting to the thing that I think is the most weird and distracting for a big budget movie like this in Disney is, I know, perhaps people are over the. Let's go with live action animals talking, mm-hmm. but I felt like they barely animated their mouths moving. It's like if we're if we're going to go like yeah the lions and everything are talking, do a better job of animating their mouths. Like I feel like we were. We were doing this better back in like cats and dog days and, and babe than we were in like this major fucking Disney movie now with a huge cast of yeah, like they, known known people. They made all the buddies movies. Yeah, I, I just it's it's <laughs> weird because like characters like Timon, who's like you know a little meerkat, it's like they 
fully animate his mouth, but all the lines are like, here, talking now. It's like, are you just trying to, like, have it both ways? Like, it's in their heads. How realistically would a yeah. lion speak? Yeah, I, I don't know. But it's just like, they're all lion talking. Just yeah. gay, gay, gay. <laughs> it, it's, it's weird. It's, like I said, that that was just like a weird nitpick. It was like, just animate their mouths more. Like, if we're if we're doing this, let's fucking do it. Like, they, they talk and their mouths move. But <laughs> Right. Just animate <laughs> <laughs> just show it yeah i agree like i said it's 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 worth watching i guess if you know i had to see if all of them i had to see this one well it's perfectly understandable yeah i'm actually i'm actually you know i know they're on a kick of like just fucking make these things live action i'm surprised that's nowhere along the way did they attempt to make a a movie version of the stage version of the lion king musical because oh, like right. a lot of people like that and it's super stylized mm-hmm. and it's obviously people doing you know i'm surprised that they just never like mama mia this thing and should be like let's just turn it into a a movie you know because right. people can't go to the stage thing i i'm very surprised about several stage popular stage things that have never gotten turned into a movie yet like where's the book of mormon movie like where's i mean i know we're probably not quite to hamilton days but it's like jesus christ you want to make a fuckling boatload of money get that shit out in the theater well like, i think they're waiting for hamilton to taper off and it hasn't yet sure. so yeah book of mormon might be the same thing although it might also be a hard sell. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I, that's the thing. It's like, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like even before that, there was things like, wasn't Avenue Q like pretty popular? And that's like a kind of raunchy Sesame Street thing or some shit. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm saying like, I thought that was a popular thing for a while. And it's like yeah. that definitely tapered off. And it's like, I, it's just to me, it seems like it's a no brainer to turn Broadway shows into movies if it's feasible. Like, you know, because it's it's a thing that you want to talk about arts that are very, for very few people i mean i don't know it's some it's some weird well i think they're about to live or die on the on the cats movie Let's... well that, that's <laughs> everyone we is either see. horrified or fascinated by that so we'll see how that goes but i mean that's one of those things like cats hasn't been fucking relevant in nearly 20 I years i, I mean like that, that's like you waited too goddamn long and yeah. you made you mean it a... ever well that too i mean but but i mean like there was there was a hot minute you couldn't get a ticket to cats oh sure yeah. you know I mean, yeah, I, I loved it. It was better. But then than cats. everyone said it was better than cats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna see fuck you, cats. Again. And again. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I Lion King. Watch it if you want to. Sure. Speaking of musicals. <laughs> oh, okay. Kind I'm of. I'm all right. No, Most, this still... is this is very. It's a weak link. No, um. I'm not in anymore. I watched for the first time ever, Sucker Punch. Oh. Okay. Wow. Okay. I, I guess I just always assumed you'd seen that. Nope. Okay. I hadn't. Quote unquote musicals. <sighs> it's there's a musical number in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which I will just go ahead and say is the best part of that film. And is that um? That's an Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Love is a drug. Love is, is yeah yeah. And I kind of wish that the the movie had grown out of that instead of whatever the fuck else is happening in that yeah. movie. So, okay, so here's the thing. I went into this movie, I whatever I knew about this movie when it initially came out left my brain entirely. I had, I, I knew there was a fantasy element to this movie. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all I knew. That is all I knew. The The one thing that I knew about the outside conversation about this movie was the recent discourse about this movie in certain circles. And it had led me to believe that someone was going to be raped every seven seconds in this movie. (laughs) Okay. So I was confused about this 
movie what it was, what it was going to be, whatever. It is such an odd thing. It, On one hand, when it was over, I was like, you know what? I was interested in that start to finish because I didn't know what was going on or where it was going, and the soundtrack is amazing. Uh, on the other hand, bro, what the fuck? Like, what are you trying to say? I have no idea. And that is... It is all style. All style. And there's no substance to it. it I, that's the thing. Is like, I feel like there's substance. I'm just not sure what it is. That's th- the weird thing. Like, I feel like there, it's... There's a thing, maybe a message. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know what it, I don't know where to land on it. Like she's she's taken to the hospital, and I understand like th- th- her brain kind of fractures and creates this alternate reality of this club, and it's still awful there, but it's a little bit better than the hospital. But then where that goes from there is, I, I can't even explain what my brain was doing when these things happened, but because it has to become a heist movie and characters have to steal objects because reasons. And then every time the main character dances, it becomes this gigantic, ridiculous fantasy sequence that is like part heavy metal part. I don't know what the fuck. And it just, yeah, I I get what you're trying to say in terms of like why this is happening, but also why is it happening? Like, why has why are these sequences so outlandish? Why are they so over the top? Why are they so ridiculous? Why do they go on forever? Like, by the fourth fantasy sequence, when they are just shooting faceless robots for 12 straight minutes on a train to defuse a bomb in a future city near Saturn or whatever, it's like, dude, what are you saying? What are you doing? And the movie never bothers to tie it together it's just like oh this is a thing that happened anyway here's what happened to this person oh well i mean i feel like sucker punch in a in a normal world should have been just about the end of Zack snyder's career and i don't say that like it's a terrible movie i think it's just up until that point everything he'd done was adapted Mm -hmm. it was like hey i'm gonna do a remake of dawn of the dead hey i'm gonna do 300 hey i'm gonna do this you know it's like it's like everything was like this is we were presenting you visually interesting things go to town. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time where it was like, this is my idea. And it's like, and I feel like the whole world was like, well, fuck your ideas, dude. Like <laughs> that's, that's weird. And stupid. Like, yeah. but in a, in a normal world, I feel like that would have been the end of his career. At least like, all right, back to, you know, you're Mick G now. Just go make a <laughs> random fucking movie that we're going to make no fanfare about you doing it. <laughs> right. You know? Like, or at least go back to just adapting some other things, sure. you know, because yeah. 300 was, really quite fine oh yeah 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 i like i love the dawn of the dead remake and mm-hmm. i'm skipping something in his before he got to sucker punch uh frank's red hot the movie what i don't know what, <laughs> what else did Zack snyder do what am i skipping i don't know oh god damn it you're gonna make me, I'm you're gonna make me hang internet. on hang on watchman watchman yes that's, a, that's uh, a, that was a big thing that was also, Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gooly. Gooly. <laughs> he, he, he actually made that? Yeah. Holy that, fuck, I never knew that. That preview I have seen <laughs> 100,000 times. I think it was in front of every DVD that came out around that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the trailer was in a thousand, you know, in 
in front of every movie. I think it was something he could make while everyone was in training for Sucker Punch because apparently they were all in training for like 18 months to, okay. to do whatever ridiculous sure. bullshit. But you know what I'm saying? That, and that was probably based on some book or some dumb shit, you know? Like that right. was probably some young adult fiction or kids oh. book or some shit, you know, whatever. Sure. Which one? Gahuli? Gahuli. Yeah, I'm saying like, I mean, I feel like that should have been the end of like, all right, you're just, you're now off to like just you know you you make a movie under budget <laughs> like yeah. you know like that that land of like you know, yeah point a camera like just you never get to write a movie ever again yeah well, which I, I mean maybe he hasn't actually um well i mean uh because he went into man of steel yeah after sucker say. punch and then batman v superman and justice I, league I, I, did he have any writing parts in that or just like Here's your script from Zach Penn or some person. <laughs> yeah. He has the story credit for Wonder Woman. Hmm. Okay. And the story credit for Justice League. That's a weird, especially the Wonder Woman one. That's especially weird because that's fairly close to the actual Wonder Woman origin story. I, I recall, mm-hmm. you know, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And just, right now he's filming. I wouldn't a, have trusted him with writing anything about Wonder Woman. No, no. But, uh, he's filming a zombie movie right now a zombie movie okay that he did not write um yeah anyway i just like that's yeah like... see i i knew so little about the film that when i was watching it i was like okay obviously this is a graphic novel of some kind because it has to be that mm-hmm. like these are the right. four volumes of this graphic novel eventually she's going to turn into a, a yeah ship, she will a battleship she and, will achieve yeah. her final form or whatever and the, you know but it it does it doesn't do that I get the point A to point B to point C stuff in that movie. It's just the why of why is this overproduction happening? Why is it she starts dancing and it goes into the most ridiculous thing? Why? Yeah. And what is everyone doing while she's doing that? Because it makes it seem like they are all also on an adventure with her, but they're not. I can see it as like, you know, like the combination of drugs or whatever else is going on and the mental breakdown of having to escape from this mm-hmm. but they don't like that's a leap that I have to make right I have to like make a wild ass guess yeah the movie doesn't doesn't take me there and in this sort of thing the movie needs to take you there um, it is one of those movies that just plops you into it and it's like here's what's happening yeah process it any way you want to we're not telling you shit and you actually have me interested in rewatching this movie because i probably haven't watched it since shortly after it came out i haven't watched it since yeah since we saw it in the theaters yeah full of sound and fury signifying nothing so here's the thing about that i watched it was a tale told by an idiot (laughs) (laughs) i watched the extended cut which has one very significant difference about it than the theatrical cut um involving john ham there's there's a bit late in the film that John Hamm participates in that is wildly different in the extended cut than it is in the theatrical cut to the point where I believe in the theatrical cut it is almost nonsensical and you're you just watch it and go what the what just happened what was that it is way more drawn out and spelled out in the extended cut mm-hmm. it's I would be interested if you, because the extended cut is like twenty to thirty minutes longer. So I, I know. (laughs) So, (laughs) so people want the Snyder cut of shit. Come on, I don't know. (laughs) 
Um, it never there was nothing in it that I felt was extraneous. Like there there didn't seem to be there didn't seem to be scenes that were just there to pad the running time. But there's a very important scene towards the end, and then when I went went back to see what was different, and they were like, "Oh, the scene is not in the theatrical cut." I was like, "Wow, really? Wow!" <laughs> so. Yeah, I would be interested if you guys went back and watched it, but then watched maybe the extended version. Um, and it's weird. I kind of stumbled on that because I was just I was just looking at Vanessa Hutchins' uh, IMDb page after Journey 2. Like, I know why she's famous, but I was just like, well, what movies has she been in? And was like, oh, yeah, I never saw Sucker Punch, did I? And that's that's how I got there. You didn't start with the high school musicals? <laughs> I've seen those. <laughs> oh, you have? Yeah. Okay. I was just like, I know why she's famous, but I know at some point she, you know, started showing up in Journey 2 and shit like that. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. and I was like, oh, right. Emily Browning's in this. And okay, let's, and I'm like, oh, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. I didn't know anything about the soundtrack either. I didn't know it was going to be like this weird, super mashup, updatey thing. So like every time a new song came on, I was enthralled. I was like, oh, oh wow. Yeah. This yeah. Is, okay, cool. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's why. You know, we, we talked about the soundtrack right. a lot to this movie more yeah. than we did the movie itself. Yes. I believe, so. <laughs> now I know why. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Weird, random thing. But I watched Soccer Punch and it was a strange experience. It still looks pretty good. Like the CG stuff is very obviously CG stuff, but a lot of it still looks pretty good. I mean, it looks expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is I, I remember being like, wow, this looks cool. I have n- Basically, almost no idea. I wouldn't say I have no idea what's going on because I'm, yeah. I'm not an idiot. I just feel like I think my brain is trying to piece together that there's more to it, and yeah. I'm not sure that there is. Yeah, it's like, why is it this? Like, okay, you're in, like, the trenches of, uh, during the World War. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, it's it's now, it's literally a, a heavy metal sequence. Now it's a sci-fi sequence. It's, yeah. like, what's the connection here? Why, why are we doing this? And there's really no rhyme or reason to it. It's just someone said, "You know what would be cool?" <laughs> Pretty much. That's 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 really the like the the crux of that movie is. I feel like it was just a, you know, like a comic book store like pitch, and then like yeah, we'll try to fit a story around it later. Yeah, it, yeah. it's like he had action figures and was just like, okay, and then she comes in right, and then all of a sudden like this spaceship comes in raw, you know, and then like they fight with swords. <laughs> you know and he's just acting it out and it's like yeah dude okay go ahead make your movie um so. if you're for whatever reason if you're trying to watch Vanessa Hudgens movie, at some point watch Spring Breakers I need to watch Spring Breakers I mean just just because like I'm not saying it's a great movie but it's worth watching I agree <laughs> I'm just no no you're okay. right yeah. I, I mean it's it's a weird movie and I'm not like I said I'm not saying it's good but this it, was literally like I was looking at her IMDb page and I saw Sucker Punch and then I looked to my right on a shelf and was like, oh, the Blu-ray for Sucker Punch. Let's see what this is all about. Mm-hmm. OK, that's how I watch movies sometimes. It's just a just a, you know, looking at Wikipedia pages and be like, oh, I never saw that. Oh, look, it's right here. <laughs> as much as I'm mostly indifferent to that movie, that's one of the ones I'm like, where's the 4K copy of that? Because that movie's crazy you know visual mm-hmm. you know stuff and mm-hmm. it's like that's i'm always shocked when like why have you know i don't understand why it takes so long for them to do restorations or 4k upreses or whatever of super popular movies yeah like where's lord of the rings like mm-hmm. people would be all about that shit i you're probably right yeah. like give me a 4k copy of lord of the rings like they only rendered those 
30,000 fake people in 720p. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. It's going to take 45 years to render them render them in 4K. Mm-hmm. I got nothing else. What about you? You? I got nothing that I can remember. Um, I think I talked about the last interesting thing that I watched across the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We're good then. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I will watch something interesting later this year. <laughs> well, we look forward to it. I'm sure you do. I look forward to that day. <laughs> Please <laughs> tell us about the movies you watched. <laughs> so, you want to give give the people some contact information? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, <laughs> I think they should know by now. But in case you don't. Uh, bmfcast.com, bmf at bmfcast.com, 9105-JOCKS-BMF or 9105569263, patreon.com slash bmfcast. Mm-hmm. Those are the things. Yep, that's pretty much Go it. Go do them. Any Most any social thing where yeah, we're BMF BMFcast, cast. at bmfcast, yeah. slash bmfcast, whatever. Subscribe to us on Spotify. Uh-huh. Yeah, please you can, do. You can listen, or you can, in case you don't know, like you may just be out there in Spotify or iTunes land or whatever, and you can watch the live stream. We do a live stream every week. Yeah. YouTube.com slash. Wait, what? BMFcast. Yeah, yeah, we're on, we're, this is cameras are on right now. Wednesday nights. Yeah, Wednesday nights, typically about 9, 930. 9.30, 8.30 central. It's not a set in stone time Only because we have to watch a movie and get here and things happen. Oh, it's pretty safe yeah. to say we're Someone live is by looking 9:30. at you right here. See this? This is a camera check. Oh shit! And um, I had no idea what that was. You should really are, stop uh, picking your nose. By people, the way, people, well, are, people are looking at you through that thing right there. And and I that one, that this. one on the wall. Well, that I, one sometimes. Like if I if I go over here and I what? click this little thing, then it is over there. What? Yeah. yeah. That? Yeah. I'm yeah. all, I'm all like camera one, camera two, camera one. What? Cameras camera one two. through four. Oh. Camera five. Fine. Yeah, live stream. YouTube.com slash BMFcast huh. every Wednesday, wow. typically speaking. Unless otherwise notified. Yeah. But you can find out all of those details on Twitter, twitter.com slash BMFcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, all the things. All you know, these things. You can find out where we are and what we're up to. And um, yeah, congratulations to the one lady that listens to us on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> we had 100% mail up until this week. When we discovered one lady now listens to us, so yes. that our, makes like three. Our lady section went up to three yeah. percent, and I was like, "Oh, hot damn!" <laughs> I was very excited. Yeah, me too. Okay, hello, lady. <laughs> not because, hey, lady. Not because it's a lady, but oh, okay. because it was a hundred percent male, and oh. I'm like, "Come on, yeah, yeah." Ladies like the fucking sausage party in movies. <laughs> It was just Spotify. I mean, how does he even know? Like, I know. do you have because take... it's connected to a lot of Spotify accounts are connected through Facebook. Oh, really? Because that was one of the ways, one of the only ways you could get Spotify for a long time. Oh, was connecting it with Facebook. Yeah. Okay. I was. Gonna, I just was curious. I was yeah. like, I don't remember giving it any kind of information. Yeah, I think there's some demographic information you can give it. You but, can. Yeah. Um, why would you? I mine is still connected through my Facebook. Hey, that's that's face, that. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There are too many people to keep up with that I can only keep up with by Facebook. Otherwise, I would have kicked it a long time ago. I promise it. you that. You delete it. Delete your account. <laughs> shit your place. <laughs> I already shit my place. Oh, okay. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And for Mackie, this is Banffcast out. Mm-hmm.